They're all old. Yeah. Abby, Abby Griffin is 170 years old. Um, she's older than Dumbledore. <laughs> she's older than Dumbledore. Hello, and welcome to Our The Hundred Podcast, brought to you by the Fictionanos Podcast Network. My name is Brittany Ray. I'm a 28-year-old writer and TV critic from beautiful post-apocalyptic Vancouver, BC. I like badass moms and long naps. I'm on Twitter at Britannia, where I can be found attempting journalism and talking about my cat. And I would name the new planet Tatooine. Obviously, it has two suns. Mm. Oh, makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. And my name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 23-year-old actor and filmmaker from Alberta, Canada. I like brooding anti-heroes and feminist agendas, and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. I run at The 100 Script on Twitter. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. And I would name the new planet Planet Blamtron. Um, where did you get, like, why Planet Glamtron, friend? So, Planet Glamtron is where legendary All-Stars 2 winner Alaska is from. Oh! Yeah, so, like, the character. So, she's, like, she's an alien. Yeah, exactly. Mm, okay, the that alien. makes sense. Well, I cannot yeah. wait for them to land on a planet of drag queens. Yeah. Oh, that sounds fun. Anyway, full disclosure, I will cry in this podcast. Thank you. Um, Okay. I will emotionally okay. prepare for that. Great. Today we have words to say about episode 513 of The 100 Damocles Part 2. Because we're at the finale. It's the finale. I feel like it came so fast. I wasn't ready for yeah. the stuff to be over, actually. Yeah. Like, if they had a 16-episode season, I would have been happier. Mm-hmm. But apparently not. Tudor boot. Uh, <laughs> I feel bad, but, like, for me, it's kind of just like a newt. Really? Yeah, like, there's parts of it that I really liked, but, like, okay, here's the thing. The the back half is a toot. Front yeah. half, boot. <gasps> You're doing a boot? Yeah, so, together, it's a newt. Gotcha. I'm neutral on it. How about you? All right, all right. Um, I'm gonna put it right in the middle of toot. All right, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. All right, we open with Miller. What's up, Miller? Them opening with Miller didn't make me feel great about Miller's, like, odds. What? Really? Of course. Yeah. If they're just like, Miller has been, like, kind of relevant. And they're like, let's open the finale with Miller. I was like, uh-oh. Plus, wasn't Miller injured? Yeah. And now he's, like, kind of fine? Inexplicably not. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Sure. Good job, Jack. Wasn't he, like, shot? Yeah. Okay. But Indra got glass in her lungs before, and she was like, meh. Indra was supposed to be injured too, and she's like, eh. So whatever. They're like, get him, get get him to Jackson. They're fine. I mean, Murphy was shot multiple times, but Kane's the one in the coma. So you know, who knows? Yeah. Well, Kane got a chunk ripped out of his neck. So yeah, but not by bullets, by teeth. Yeah. So he has like a whole big chunk. I think he'll be fine. Look at. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm sure mm-hmm. he will. True. Thank you. So then we have Monty and Harper being like, "Listen, we gots to go. We can't stay here." Monty and Harper, why would you bring them up at a time like this? Um, because they were in the scene. Well, that hurts my feelings, and I don't think you should do we it. We don't speak of them yet. We're not speaking yeah. of them. So, Miller's like, literally, no one will follow me, so I don't know what you want me to do. <laughs> I'm literally the only person who wants to go there, and I was injured two seconds All ago. All around me are familiar faces. <laughs> and so, the rover arrives, and they're like, yay! But also, save Gaia. Okay, so, let's... This is like... The first loss that we really think about is the rover's gone. Yeah. Oh, I think we finally have to say like goodbye to Helios today as well. Yeah, like if he, did, <laughs> like if, if he did 
prime fire he's gone now yeah he you know it was six years up there and he was like probably fine uh-huh. but now we've left we've left earth behind the horse is the nightblood of course yeah the horse is of ho- horse of course of course yeah yeah okay <clears throat> so bellamy and echo finally get to have their hug and it's nice Aww. and they're like oh my god it's maddie Hedda Maddie! She the commander! It's, I love, like, that Maddie is kind of, like, still really scared. Like, she has all the commanders in her mind, but she's like, I'm nervous. <laughs> what if I say the wrong thing? Because <laughs> I'm little. So they're like, quick, protect her from Octavia, who will obviously kill her immediately. And Octavia's like, aha, but character development in the past two weeks. Yeah, or whatever. What, what the hell? I don't know. I don't know if I believe it. What do you think was the thing that made Octavia say, okay, I will bow to Maddie? Um, I would say that, like, they want us to believe that it was when Gaia said Wong Crew is broken. And she's like, oh my god, I broke Wong Crew. Okay. But I don't know if that's enough. But I think that's what the narrative's trying to tell us it is. Okay, I could, I could go along with that. Because that's when her, like, whole thing finally shifts. Yeah. Last episode. Well, of course, and then she tries to sacrifice herself. Yeah. So... Now, now it's basically like she realizes it's time to put one crew first instead of her own like ego. Yeah. Okay. So tell me about these black lines that everyone that most people have on their heads. I mean, isn't it supposed to just symbolize the black blood? Yeah. So what does it mean? I think it's supposed to mean that like because they put it on Clark in season three when she was going to take the flame. Season three, season four, season four. So I think it's supposed to just mean, like, I will follow the commander. Right. I don't know. Okay. What do you you think? Well, so when I saw it in the trailer last episode, I thought, okay, that means that Maddie has done, like, the the official ascension. Like, she has recited the lineage. She has done whatever, right? Yeah. That's what I thought it meant, that there had been, like, a ceremony that everyone had gotten this done. But... If so, like, Brell already has it on her head before, like, as soon as Maddie shows up, she already has it on her head. And I didn't track whether she had it on her head last episode or not. Um, she did. She did? Okay. A so bunch I of guess them that did. just means, like, hello, I'm about the commander. Yeah, they were like, hey, we need to find a way to distinguish ourselves from everyone else. But monty and harper are like bro we gotta get out of here things are not good here and everyone's like okay let's just take a real quick second to all put black paint on our heads (laughs) well listen stan culture will wait for no one i I think it's so weird that like (laughs) they're like murphy put this on your head and he's like no like i literally don't have time for this and they're like murphy put this black paint on your head and murphy's like oh but fine if you will let me leave (laughs) Can you imagine everyone just, like, having to pass around, like, a stick of eyeliner? Yeah. Like, uh, get it done. Get it done. And they're like, this needs sharpening. Like, I just, like, I'm confused about the logistics of this black whatever on everyone's face. Like, is this, like, the uh, like the equivalent of, like, wearing, like, your faves or getting your faves face tattooed on your body? Hmm. Like. Except it washes off. Yeah. Yeah, don't know. I feel like it is. I feel like this is, like, they're all, like, commander stands. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like, okay, well, pilot mechanic is on the ship with them, and one of them will fly the ship because, like, clearly one of them will break. Um, so. What did you think of this? What do you mean? Like, I guess, like, the whole pilot mechanic, like, plot line here. 
I mean, I think it's a little bit... I'm trying to unpack the fact that they are, like, only torturing Shaw when, like, specifically before they were like, let's torture Raven so that Shaw will fly the ship. Like, when did they decide, oh, also Raven could fly the ship? And then we're just like, let's torture Shaw instead because he's a dude. Let's torture Shaw instead because we know him already. Let's, like, why are we torturing Shaw and not Raven? Like, I support it because Raven has gone through a heckin' lot. Yeah, like, the last thing she needs is more torturing. But, like what was that decision-making process? And at no point are they just like, let's switch. My thing is like, to me, this whole like torture plot line with them takes up way too much time in the finale. Mm. Like them removing his teeth and then using like the jaws of death. Like to me, that was time that could be spent other places because the pacing of this just fell off. So I was like, okay, We're going to take, what, five minutes, five precious minutes out of this finale to just torture Shaw? And to me, I don't even have an emotional connection to Shaw in the first place. Okay. Can I bring up Lost, please? If you must. So, no spoilers, but near the end of season five, there's a point where basically, you know, what happens in most TV shows happens where it's like you have a couple and then you start beating up one of them so the other one will do something, right? Yes, of course. So this takes up a long time. And on Lost, of course, praise for Lost because like it's very important. You know, it all is is very... Um, and it's like close to the finale as well. Yeah. You know, every part of it is really necessary. But there's also a point at the beginning of season three where there's a couple in which they're trying to get one of the characters to stop doing something. Um, And so Julia (laughs) just points a gun at Kate. Yeah. Just points a gun and Sawyer's like, Kate, pass. Never mind. I'll stop. Which is so much faster. It's it's so much faster. And it wouldn't make sense at that moment to just, like, start wailing on Kate, you know? So, like, they could just, like, put a gun to Shaw or Raven or whatever and be like, do the thing. And they'd be like, okay, I'll do the thing. It's much faster. And I mean, I know that's like not McCreary's style. Like McCreary yeah. likes to make people suffer. Yes. But for expediency's sake, in a finale that was already overpacked with stuff. Yeah. Spending this amount of time just torturing Shaw was just, to me, it was just such a waste. Like, I feel like if the teeth pulling isn't working, maybe just try a gun. Yeah. Like after the teeth pulling, you've done enough. Like, they're like, okay, we have to bring out the jaws. And I'm like, the jaws are so cool, first of all, because they look like little T-Rex teeth. Yeah. But also, like, God, this is a waste of time. Yeah. I'm pouring beverage. Yeah, I don't I know. I, I, like, <laughs> stop. Um, I just, this is why I didn't like the, like, this front half, because I was yeah. like, this is time that could be spent on other plot lines. This is time that could have been taken here. And put in that back half to give more emotional resolution to relationships. Yeah, when the when the show aired a couple days ago, I heard a lot of people really disliking the back half. And I just cannot relate because the front half was clearly the weaker part. The back half was amazing. I loved the back half. The back half for me is close to a shoot. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes! The front half is a boot, but the back half is like a total shoot. Like, the world building, like... Everything about it is so cool. Yeah. It's just like the whole, I wish the whole episode had been that back half. Like, is the back half much slower? Yes, but that's to heckin' make up for the front half being so quickened and rushed. 
and the the pacing is totally off because everything's like you know it's it's speed up or slow down to speed up sort of thing like yeah they're taking all of this time to torture zeke and raven and then you cut to like the war happening yeah and you're like there's a friggin' war and we're focusing on this one random torture scene yeah and i think he's like 14 minutes remaining and they like take up a whole bunch and i'm like there's 14 minutes you can't afford to just sit and have a conversation let's go especially because this didn't do anything for their relationship yeah this didn't do they didn't do anything like it didn't further raven like no you're right this scene was basically just it just existed to be torture porn yeah and i mean i know that that's a part of this show i don't have to like it but i don't also have to hate it like it's just it's part of the show and I'm just like, okay, like whatever, you know, do what you got to do, but don't waste time. Right. Okay. So they're like, what if Clark fails? And Echo's like, I, (laughs) if Clark fails, we will be blown up. So I don't really want to take that chance. That's not how I'd like to figure out that I failed or that Clark failed, you know? God, I love Echo. And I'm like, she makes so much sense. She, she does though. Yeah. So everyone's like, you know what? Praise Hedda, let's go. Yeah. So, Maddie is sitting with Gaia, and they're like, we need to get Gaia to Abby so that we can keep her leg. And I'm like, Jackson. Jackson, are you okay? six years. You, like, dude, you've been a doctor, like, your whole life. You have not been promoted to doctor yet? I mean, like, why can't you, like, I don't know. I just feel like at this point, Abby can't be, like, the only person who can save somebody's leg. You know, you have to have more than one doctor. I guess they don't. I don't know. It's weird. I think think it's because they said in the previous episode that they were out of equipment. Like the only- Okay, that makes me feel much better, right? Yeah, like I think Jackson has the capability. He just doesn't have any of the things that he needs to help anyone. Like the most he can do is put a bandage on something and pray. Right, that makes me feel so much better. I was literally like, Jackson, seriously? Like, I have faith in you. Like, you can do it. (laughs) And I mean, like, of course, I'm, like, sitting here like, yes, you're right. Abby is crucial to the plot. But, like, no, I think there's actually, like, a relevant reason. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, Maddie's like, I really don't want to lead everybody to their deaths. Um, So what should I do? And Gaia's like, you should ask the previous commanders. And I'm like, yeah, ask them. Show us the commanders. Show us. Tell us more. But Dude, I know so many people who are against this plotline, but I love it so much. And I'm so glad it's coming into season six, genuinely. Um, I cannot be against this plotline. This is so friggin' cool. It's so cool. Like, we get the first glimpse of, like, what it looks like when the commanders talk to her and stuff. And, yeah. like, what if next season we actually get to see, like, a physical form of Becca talk to Maddie? Oh my god, that'd be so cool! Like, I, I don't think we'll ever get to see Lexa do that, but right. we might get to see, like, you know, flashbacks of footage of, like, Lexa. Right, yeah, um, yeah. But I think it'd be so neat for to see Maddie, like, growing as a leader and to see her talk and continue to, like, learn from these people and to change their ways. Yeah. I love ah. it. I can't, okay. I can't hate this plotline. It's can't so cool. Also, I know we bring this up every episode, but I just want to bring up more proof that what's going on here isn't um, pedophilic. Pedophilic? 
Is that the word? Oh, yeah. Like, okay. to quickly summarize in case anyone's like, what? Yeah. Um, people are accusing Lexa of showing Maddie aspects of she and Clark's relationship that um, a child should not see. And that, like, they've been, like, exposed or that Maddie's been exposed to sexual situations. And I'm like, that would never happen. No. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's another, like, we have brought up evidence why this is untrue every episode. And here's another one. Maddie literally says, show me what they want me to see. Yeah. Show me, show me what they, what they want me to see. Which implies one sentience. Yeah. On behalf of the commanders. Yeah. And two, that she only sees what they want her to see. (laughs) And I cannot believe that Lexicom tree crew would ever be like, you know what I want you to see? (laughs) Me banging your mom. (laughs) Nah. Like, she's not about that life. I don't know. Y'all, I Lexa don't was get an it. intensely private person. Like, yeah. she's not going to share that stuff with... Man, yeah. she barely shared that stuff with Clark. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, she's not going to share with... You know, I, it's just like, I still see people talking about that. And I'm like, y'all are willfully misinterpreting this to make mm-hmm. a lesbian a villain. And yeah. I'm tired of it. So we don't need to bring it up again. There's your evidence. There's no Bob's more. Bob's your uncle. Don't have to. <laughs> no words so, of Raven Reyes. They're like, yeah, gonna break his leg. And Raven breaks. And he's like, hey, you got two minutes to fly this thing. And Raven's you like, two minutes to fly this ship minutes. that you've never flown. Yeah. <laughs> she sits down and she's like, what the hell are all these symbols? Because it's 21st century technology. Yeah. Or, well, I guess, old our technology. Uh-huh. Yeah. So Clark is like, hey... Random prisoner girl, who I love, is one of my new favorite characters. She doesn't have a name or anything. I just like her. Is it me or does she look like Halsey? Dude, yeah. I saw her and I was like, Halsey? Also, she was like in the background a couple times. So we know she's alive. I want her to be important next year. Thank you. Yeah, she's cool looking. I'm interested in her. Yeah. And we have not seen that many people that young on this prisoner ship. Ooh. What is her story? I feel like... Um, we saw her, uh, cryo thing, so we could probably find out what her crime is. Oh. Yeah. I would like that. Yeah, we should. Okay. So she's like, hey, you can't come in. Yeah, You're she's not like, invited we, yeah, to you this can't pro- really come in. And she's yeah. only, only. Only uh, Abby's allowed in. Only Abby, yeah. That's and the kind like, of party I would throw. Yeah. <laughs> only Abby. Um, only Abby. So she's like, okay, well, Abby sent me. So, you know, it's meds or whatever. Do I need a doctor's note? Let me through. And she's like, ugh, okay, whatever. So she lets her through. Um, Is it me or would a good guard check the bag? Yeah, right? Yeah. She's like, this isn't medicine. This is a gun. (laughs) What? Like, no way. It's like like the equivalent of, like, baking a cake and bringing, like, the key inside the cake. Yeah. Wait a quick sec. I've been bamboozled. <laughs> Clark is like, hey, this has meds in it. And she's like, let me put it through the TSA real quick. Mm, you're a liar. You're going to jail. Good thing you're already here. Yeah. <laughs> so she knocks her out. And Diaz is like, wow, it's really hard to tell what side you're on. And she's like, um, same. Look who's freaking talking, buckaroo. And I'm like, I'm Dioza. Yeah. <laughs> Clark has Dioza hostage. And she's like, Raven, cut the engines. And Raven's like, don't have to tell me twice. Hey, thanks for showing up. Finally. And she's like, I'm not even going to shoot Dioza. I'm going to shoot your baby. 
dude. A lot of people were like, oh my God, this is so out of character for Clark. And I'm like, this is the most Clark thing. Yeah, that's absolutely not out of character at all. Clark has leveraged far worse. Yeah. Also, like, do you believe Clark would have done it? I think that's the great question is, I don't know. Because I go back to season two for this one. Which yeah. is when Clark killed Wallace. Yes. Because you don't think she's going to do it. You don't think she's going to do it. Like, he's cooperating. Right. But he's leveraged for her. And so, or yeah. she kills it's him. It's not about Dante. It's about Cage. Yeah. It, it's about what she can get out of their death. Yeah. And it's like, does the baby and Dios's death benefit, benefit her in the long run? And if it does, then yes, she would do it. Yeah. What do you think? I, now that you say that, like, I'm a little bit on the fence about it. I, like, when I watched it, I thought, no, there's no freaking way. But, but, but McCreary doesn't know her. Yeah. So she's able to be like, I'm a freaking savage. I'll kill your baby. And he'll be like, ooh, will she? You know, like, he doesn't know her well enough to be like, you're bluffing. Yeah. The only thing he knows about her is how far she's gone to protect Maddie. Exactly. Which is far. Yeah. So, so it's like, would Clark kill an innocent child? No. But would Clark use that leverage and possibly have to make that decision in order to save the human race? Maybe. So luckily, we it, it doesn't matter because yeah. she doesn't have to. Thank God. So good. Um, and so she's like, yeah, we like, are you going to let your child die? Because I'm not going to. Pow, pow, pow. So, so Maddie has a plan. It is, they're on the rover, and what they're going to do is they're going to draw out the boom boom guns. Okay. And this is a good plan. It is a good plan. Who came up with it? I'd like to know. Commander number four? Who are you? Hmm, good point. Interesting. So, they've stopped, and they're like, Amori, sup? We're too far away. And she's like, they got the engine. And they're like, oh, okay. (laughs) That's fine, then. You're off. You're off scot-free, then. (laughs) Amori, it's not your fault. Yeah. And they're like, hey, maybe get out of the way of the hail of bullets. Yeah, so Amori says, John, get away from the windshield. <laughs> She's so smart. Is it me, or did you just expect the windshield to be able to shut her shut? Oh. Yeah, because it's like very, there's like a very small gaps in between, right? Yeah, so, that's so I figured they'd be, yeah, I figured they'd be able to close. Right. Like, you could like, like, touch something and the whole thing could become like a little... That totally Tank. makes sense. Oh, yeah. I miss that rover. I'm going to miss the rover so much. A good vehicle. Raven worked so hard to make that rover a possibility. Yeah. Got the engine. So, also, that rover, like, saved Clark's life. R.I.P. Rover. Oh. Thank Goodbye. you, Rover. Goodbye. So, um, Echo shoots the boom boom gun, or one of them at least. Oh, my God. Can we talk about her legendary aim? It's so good. She's a Merida. She's a Katniss, but she's her own thing. She's Echo, like a boss. Yes. She could run circles around Hawkeye. Mm. Good point. Good point. So Murphy gets shot and I'm like, very rude. Please don't do that. Yeah. I was going to say like in terms of things that would upset Robin, I think Murphy getting shot's one of them. Murphy getting shot wasn't like worrying to me, honestly. I was just like, ah, he'll be okay. The problem was them being like- Walk it off. Walk it off. Yeah. You know that guy. He's probably just like, it's just a scratch. Like, he does not care. So the the part that, that uh, freaked me out was when they were like, we got to leave him. That's when I was like, yeah. pass. I was like, no, nah, you nah, can't nah. leave him. Nah, He's nah, Murphy. Nah, nah, nah. 
<laughs> no, 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 no. That's incorrect. <laughs> That's not what you do. So him getting shot, I was like, eh, he's fine. So then there was a big explosion and they're like, yay, it worked. And then also Bellamy also gets the other boom and gun, right? Oh my God. I love that Becco teamwork though. Snaps. So the prisoners are retreating and stuff. And McCreary's like, yikes, time to launch a nuke like a moron. What on earth was he thinking? I, <laughs> like, he's like, whatever, we're on a spaceship. <laughs> Who cares? But also, like, Shaw even says near the end, he's just like, we have a small water recycler. We have rations for, like, 4.2 days. Like, you know, it's not really, it's not plausible to live up here long term. It's not, it's not economical. So McCreary's like, let's. Get rid of the entire planet, right? And I mean, for McCreary, this makes sense Mm -hmm. because, you know, he wanted to burn the world anyway and he's not exactly a peaceful or logical person. I think he knew at that point that, like, he had so many um, enemies that, like, he wasn't getting through this alive. Ooh, that's a good point. Like, he's probably like, whatever. Like, if I'm not getting out alive, no one else is. Exactly. And I'm like, okay, but your baby... Yeah, whatever. Okay. I mean, I guess like he and the baby and everyone would be safe on the ship. So one of the things- But who's going to deliver your baby if you leave the doctor behind? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, So I have a question for you. Mm, What kind of question? I'm just like, okay. So at the end of season four, it was like prime fire was the big problem, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a minor problem. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the thing is that like we had been working up to Prime Fire since the end of season three. Yeah, it was a long game. Yeah. So how do you feel about it being like, okay, our big problem is that we need to share the valley, we need to share the valley, we need to share the valley. The the planet's exploding. Like, <laughs> no shade to like the whole new planet thing. I think it's dope and I love it. I just feel like how did like this came on literally in the last episode. Like, how could we possibly have guessed? Well, that's the part that I like is that we couldn't guess Mm -hmm. that part. The part that I don't like, and it's the problem from the season finale, and I texted you about this the other day because this is the metaphor I came up with for the last two seasons, is there's two ways to watch, like, there's two ways to shoot a cooking show. Yeah. Is you can either present each ingredient and why it's important and spend tons of time on the ingredients And then at the end, show the completed product and be like, here's what it looks like. Or you can show, you can add the ingredients and show your entire process as you go. And then the end is just really like the icing of the cake, the decorating of the cake. Mm. To me, the last two seasons have felt like just constant dragging on of showing us the ingredients and why they're important and carefully measuring them out. And at the end, they're just like, hey, cake. And I'm like, So we waited that entire time for the cake and I didn't get to see how it was made. Like I didn't get to see any of the crucial steps. Right. So you're saying that like, it seems like we're being like, here are all the ingredients and then here's a cake rather than being like, here are all the ingredients and here's how you put the ingredients together to make the cake. Yeah. Got it. And, and that goes back to the pacing problems. Yeah. Um, which is, I think in season five actually was leaps and bounds ahead of season four in terms of pacing. Mm. And in terms of character development, because, you know, as much as people like to argue otherwise, the character work this season was amazing. Yeah. It just, 
it just wasn't always centered on Bellamy and Clark. It got to go to the other characters as well. Yeah. And can I just say also that like when we are picking this stuff apart, like this show is miles ahead of most shows that I watch. Yeah. I like, like in terms of pacing, in terms of character development, in terms of character, like just in general and like, All these things are, like, fantastic. We are nitpicking here. Yeah, well, I think for me, if my my bar for shows is Battlestar Galactica Mm. and then everything underneath it. Right. So the closer a show... Yes. Yeah, the closer a show gets to Battlestar, the more I'm like, okay, this is, is like, a quality Mm -hmm. show. For me, this is a show that I enjoy and I enjoy talking about. Um. I by I by no means think that it's like you know like a Breaking Bad right or like a Handmaid's Tale. I think it's a good sci-fi. Show. Yeah. So when I talk about it, like I'm talking about what I like about it and the things that I think could be better about it. And I think one of the things that I think could be better about it is the pacing and the way that the characters are treated. Mm-hmm. Mm, because right. I want the characters to be driving the plot. I want the plot to not be driving the characters. True. Wow. So that's why shade I Shade to Westworld, like, TBH. Full shade to Westworld. Full shade to Westworld. I will enjoy watching that show, yeah. but I will never say that that show is, like, a masterpiece. Oh, yeah. Because it's not. I love season one, but, like... thinking it's smart. I care way more about the plot than the characters, and I should care about both. Exactly. And it's, like, there's, there's certainly a place for shows like that, but it's never going to be a masterpiece of television if your characters are constantly changing or have confusing character motivations or just don't have personalities because mm-hmm. as much as i like say hector from Westworld, yeah. i have no idea what his personality is yeah his yeah <laughs> or like dolores has a personality transplant and turns into a mass murderer yeah. and starts killing all of her own kind and i'm like where did that and you come never from? know who's dead and who's not dead and like if you die like can you come back like are you going to come back and like my favorite character got killed off this season and he was a human so he's like definitely dead and i'm mad yeah so if you have your plot driving your characters then there's only so far that your show can go mm-hmm. You have to bust the world open and instead of having it be, you know, your characters fighting each other all the time and not developing and not forming relationships, it's them having to form relationships in order to deal with the plot. Yeah, I feel like season five definitely made huge strides towards Mm -hmm. that because if you look at season four and season three, those are very plot heavy and the characters get left Mm -hmm. behind. And with season five, if you, you know, certain characters, like characters like Murphy. Smurf. Actually, like, got quite a bit of development from who they used to be. Aww. Not based on the plot, but based on his relationships with other people. Aww. An angel? Yeah. Dude, I was at work yesterday. Uh-huh. And my friend was like, oh, I saw that you posted about Monty. Yeah, I'm, like, really sad about it. And I was like, oh, like, do you want to see my pictures with, like, everybody else? And she's like, yeah. So I, like, showed her and she she was like, oh, my God, I can't stand that guy. And I was like, no. Which one? Oh, no. And she was like, that one. And I was like, full disclosure, um, that's my favorite character and we can't talk anymore. <laughs> and she was like. Yeah, I was going to say. She was like, no, I don't hate. I, I can't stand him because I, like, relate to him and I think that he's, like like really relatable oh, and like he, he he reflects her too yeah much. exactly i was like okay yeah. then now we can talk again <laughs> yeah because i was, was like me. um no friend you are incorrect 
I was like, that was me with Robin Scherbatsky and How mm. I Met Your Mother. I was like, I relate to you so much that I actually can't like you right yeah. now. <laughs> but that's like, that's the thing that I think about season five in general is, and the finale is a perfect example of what's good and what's bad about the show. Mm. It's a, just a little microcosm of yeah. it. So, um, Dios is like, maybe let's not. Like, maybe you should stop him probably. And, um... <laughs> Dios is just like, I'm tired. Yeah. No more, please. I, I, I'm a pregnant lady under distress. This is bad for me. I've been pregnant for a hundred years. Yeah. Now more. Oh God, poor Dioza. So Shaw says that they were going to use it as leverage when they came back to Earth. Mm-hmm. Like to the people, like the, the leaders of the free world and such. Yeah. But he's like, then we didn't have to because there were no leaders of the free world. There was no Earth. There was no free world. Like, I'm sorry, but if a fascist government that's built out of our current era was threatened with nukes, we know what they would Mm do. And it's go, I dare you. Yep. So He's a horse in a hospital. And the hippo has a nuclear bomb. And he's like, I dare you. I dare you. I want you to do yeah. it. So that plan was That's really never That's what I thought you'd work. say, you dumb horse. Yes. So Clark is like, okay, fam. All right, you got me. I won't. I'm going to put the gun yeah. down. You, I put the gun down. You put the notebook down because there's no way you can remember all those numbers without the notebook. Turns out that he could, yeah. though. So he's like, fine. No one can have the valley. Ha ha. Launched. <sighs> I mean, it makes sense for McCreary. Yeah. He's just like. That, that is a short-term thinker right yeah. there. Yeah. Um, uh, would you like a voicemail? Yeah. Right. So uh, this first voicemail that we have is from King's Token again. You want to call this person? Yes, of Wonderful. course. Okay, so this is a voicemail from King's Token. Hi, King's Token. Hi. I thought I'd give you my thoughts on the finale. First off, a couple of points from the last episode, 512. Octavia is the worst tactician ever. Even if she trusted Echo's intel, you would think that she would keep at least a couple hundred warriors behind as backup in case something went wrong, instead of marching her entire army through a narrowly confined <gasps> and indefensible space. Oh my god! <laughs> it's so awkward because it's yeah. right! <laughs> also, I wish they had shown us Kane and Dioza negotiating with McCreary. Yeah, McCreary would have betrayed them anyways, but at least it would have shown the audience that Kane still cared about the people in one crew. Thank you! Snaps. Now for the finale. I loved it, but also disliked it, if that makes any sense. What I didn't like was how quickly it went from war to the world is ending crisis. I wish the war had started a little earlier in the season and that it had been resolved for a short while before the next crisis. So many issues were left unresolved. There were no consequences for Octavia and how badly she treated one crew. Almost all of one crew's deaths were directly tied to her actions. Although her relationship with Bellamy is fractured, that is not enough. I want someone in one crew who is not her friends or family to articulate to her how awful it was to live under her rule and how her burning of the farm not only led to the slaughter of one crew in the gorge, but also indirectly to the destruction of Eden. Also, most of the show's relationships are still damaged. Maybe these things will be addressed in Season 6, but I'm worried that they will not be. 
Yeah, with you so far. With you so Dude, far. I'm so about somebody who's like not even, you know, first of all, just because I loved tiny characters that show up for no reason. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there would be a reason, but they would come in and they'd be like, hey, Octavia, you still kind of suck. Well, it would be like the, the Cara Cooper of it all. Yeah. Like Cara showed up because she, her purpose was to show Kate and Abby like the damage that yes, they had done. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 So somebody like that, that aren't Tariq yeah. and Karina because they're dead. Oh, R.I.P. We're we're like the only people who remember them. At I this will point. always remember them. I still remember Trina and Pascal from episode one hundred and three. I'm very proud of you, considering I don't. They died in the acid fog at the beginning of one hundred and three. Thank and you. That's all we ever heard about them. <laughs> so <laughs> that was their only yeah. plot purpose. I disliked that Bellamy so quickly forgave Clark for her actions. Agreed. It reminded me a little of 412 when Bellamy easily forgives Clark for pulling a gun on him in the previous episode. I loved that Maddie told Bellamy about the radio calls, but I wish that they had found some way for Bellamy to express to Clark that he still cares about her, but he is still angry and not ready to forgive her yet. I guess my overall complaint is that it felt a little rushed to me. That being said, I loved Jordan. The Monty and Harbor message made me cry, and the final sequence was one of the most beautiful sci-fi endings I think I may have ever seen. It is going to be a long wait until the next season. Yours truly, King's Token. Uh, I don't have any notes. Everything about that was Yeah, accurate. agree to all. Thank you. Yeah, and also, like, just to expand on, like, I think she made a point about, like, Bellamy's relationship. Yeah. I really need those to be like talked about and addressed in season six because repeating that constant cycle of Bellamy and Clark irreparably like damaging each Mm -hmm. other and then saying, Oh, it's okay. Yeah. No, I can't do Mm -hmm. it. Like we can't sit here and be like, Oh, it's okay for Clark and Bellamy to immediately um, be fine with each other. When we're also complaining that Octavia can't be, can't just like, be this be two different people and Octavia because they are like entwined with each other so saying that Clark is okay to be just immediately forgiven and Octavia isn't is hypocritical no and I would never say that because that's been my problem since last season is like Clark does all of these things and Bellamy does all Mm -hmm. of these even season three and they kind of just go okay well I forgive you and I'm like how like mm." yeah like y'all damage each other so much uh-huh. how do how, like, how do you how do you point a gun at your best mm-hmm, friend mm-hmm. can't relate and then be like oh, okay it's fine like if you pointed a gun at me i would never speak no to you. and i would never point a gun at you because i don't believe in guns exactly <laughs> but like even in a post-apocalyptic setting if you and i were in a post-apocalyptic setting and it was between us and the human race. I would never expect you to shoot me or pull a gun. No. Well, hmm. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, but, like, <laughs> you don't pull guns on your allies. And I assume we're allies in this situation. Although you can feel free to pull a gun at me and fully kill me because I'm not about that life. Yeah, I was going to say, like, this is this is presupposing that you would want to live yeah. in the apocalypse. Yeah, depends. Um, but, like, th- this is the thing that, like, this is the part of the Bellamy and Clark relationship that I struggle with so much and i'm just at the point where i'm like i don't Mm -hmm. get it is if if we're supposed to think of bellamy and clark as people who are best friends 
And then I think about you and I as best mm-hmm. friends. I would never chain you up. Oh, thanks. Take away your consent or any of your rights. I would never coerce your child into doing mm-hmm. something. I would never point a gun at you. I would never, like, chain you up again. Yeah. <laughs> I would never try and kill your sibling. Thanks. Like, I'm never, I'm not going to, like, point a gun at Callie. And I would not point a gun at Lindsay. No, I'd do that. I'll point okay. a gun at Lindsay. I don't okay. care. <laughs> It's just, like, that's the thing that, like, blows my mind is, like, I know they're in impossible situations, and I know- The stakes are so high. Yeah. Yeah, we'll never be able to relate to it. Mm -hmm. But I think in terms of, like, human relationships being put to the test, I know that I could never do that to someone that I cared about. Yeah. So every time they're like, okay, well, you know, Bellamy and Clark are going to forgive each other because the plot demands, and I'm like, No! Let them be mad at each other. Yeah. Let them be in conflict. Let this be a huge problem that they have to solve long term. Mm-hmm. I, I have a lot of shouty feelings about this. <laughs> so uh, they're like, okay, 14 minutes. And I'm like, yikes. That's, That's not very many. No, it's not. <clears throat> How dare you? <laughs> it's a number. Do you want to explain Get in. what you just did to me? Every time Robin hears one of the numbers during the Lost podcast, she goes, ah, uh, that's a number. What are the numbers? And 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 42. Okay, what do they mean? They're, well, there's like 500 meanings No, I know, them. but for anybody who doesn't understand what the numbers means. Well, they're the numbers that Hurley used to win the lottery. And they're the numbers that Desmond punches in to a computer to stop the world from ending. And they're just really important plot relevant numbers. Unlost. Unlost. Yeah. And I have and them. And whenever Robin says one of those numbers, she goes, that's a number. Because it's not even a number. And she didn't even like it. 15, 16 are numbers. 14, not a number. But you know I was watching number. it and I was just like. <gasps> 14 is a number though. It is a number, but it's not one of it's the It's a number. It's a number. Get off my, get off my butt. Fine, I guess. So, just go have fun by myself. Um, I had another. Okay, so every time that they talk about this unborn baby that exists, I just like <laughs> sub in the word hope because I assume that's what her name is. Yeah, the baby's name is Hope. So she's like, this is not how we save hope. And also later, yes, it is. when Clark says, you will never know hope. I just think it like means more when you say stuff like that, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So you anyway. will never you will never know your child who another man made. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God bless Marcus Cage. So is it McCreary who says this is how we save the baby? Um or is it? Or does someone say this is how not how we save the baby? Either way, no. Yeah. Incorrect. So he's like they're like, oh, we can't stop it now, so we gotta everybody go up to space. I'm sorry, Dioza didn't have a backup plan. Right? This is a master tactician. This is my problem with the last couple episodes is the pacing thing is the plot takes over and the characters become idiots. Yeah. So Dioza all of a sudden is this master tactician and then she's not. Yeah. And she disguised to go to McCreary, who she knows is never going to help her and assumes that he'll accept a surrender. Right. So they were going to use it as leverage for the leaders of the free world. And then like if they were like, nah, they were going to blow up. They were going to blow up a city. They were going to like blow up Virginia? I guess. But in my mind, wouldn't Dioza come up with a backup plan for that in case, like, they panicked right at the last minute and decided to take the deal? 
Yeah. Sounds like something she would do. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Diosa has a plan for everything. You're telling me she didn't have a plan for this? Hmm. This is why I'm frustrated. Cute. So, they're like, how are we going to survive without a planet? (laughs) So Clark's like- Your guess is as good as mine. Clark's like, you know what? Yep, let's go. Yeah. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Or else I will- Shock Raven. And Raven's like, have I not been through enough? And Clark's like, no, winkity wink. And Raven's like, oh, gotcha. I like that um, we finally got Princess Mechanic working together Mm -hmm. after a season. That's another thing is it's just like, hey, we were best friends. Then I put a gun on you. And now Raven's like, oh, gotcha, winkity wink. Let's just listen now. I think that speaks to like how trustworthy Clark is. But, bro. And like Raven wasn't there when like Echo and Maddie had... And Clark had that giant conversation, so Raven's just like, you just suck, I guess. And this is, like, another example of, like, you could have cut part of that torture scene and thrown in one moment. Mm. Like, even Clark putting Raven in cryo. Yeah. And, like, everyone, I think everyone in cryo should have, there should have been a montage of everyone making peace with one another. I would have loved that. Well, like, we'll get to that, but, like, I have so many, like, ideas for it. (laughs) so raven's like gotcha winkity wink so she also shocks mccreary by giving him a big old hug you you gotta pass it on so she's like you will never know your daughter and then she stomps on his face and he's dead i personally was unclear that he had died Uh, i think we were supposed to be because i definitely expected to like have a shot of him in cryo or something because I mean, to me, face stomping is not, like, for sure death. I mean, if you cave one, someone's skull in with your foot. Yeah, but but we didn't see her, like, go to frickin' town on him, you know? Yeah, it was kind of like a, a knockout instead of a death. Like, it, it reminded me, especially with, like, the shot that they used, which was, like, a point-of-view shot from McCreary. It reminded me of that moment in Half-Blood Prince where Draco stomps on Harry's face. Mm-hmm. Harry didn't die. He just broke his nose. My, It reminded me of that shot of Galaxy Quest uh-huh. when um, the little alien guys knocked Tim Allen out with a rock. Mm. And they go... Sorry, how do they go? Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yeah, gotcha. So... And also, I just want to launch a complaint. That death should have gone to Diozo. Mm-hmm. Things. Yeah, it's like when they're just like, hey, Molly Weasley can kill Bellatrix, and we're like, it should have been Neville, but okay. Yeah, I just feel like after all the crap that Dioza went through, and the fact that she had to sleep with him in the first place. Yeah. I mean, like, here's the thing. William Miller is actually an incredibly handsome man mm. when he's not McCreary. She's right. Like, he's She's a total right. babe. She's right. But when he's McCreary, he's he gross. does such a good job at transforming yeah. <laughs> himself. Yeah, he's gross. He's greasy. Like, he's gross. He's greasy. Like, he's unlikable and so like i'm like oh my god dios had to sleep with that man so one crew comes in and they want to take the valley right and all of the prisoners are like yikes okay hey we have our hands up it's all good and she's like yep kill them all and bellamy's like now hold on a second and <laughs> now hang on here One moment please <laughs> hang on this is a teachable moment consider this parallels mm? consider this throwback (laughs) so he's like no 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 don't kill them and she's like what these criminals invaded my home and he's like "Ooh, that got me (laughs) where i live yikes 
He was like, oh, damn, I'm actually having flashbacks. Or right I now. was a criminal who invaded your home. Um, I like for the first time that the show is acknowledging the colonializing like nature of Sky Crew. Yeah. Um, because a lot of the time people argue that uh, Sky Crew are not colonializers. And I'm like, but they are. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it can, two things can be true. They can be refugees from space and they can be colonializers. I love them reminding us that like they were all criminals too. Yeah. Like, they were people who had been charged with crimes that, like, some of them were, like, really horrific. Yeah. Murphy. Murphy. Didn't he just do some arson? On a spaceship! Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Eats up all of the... That's what Wells did in uh, in the book. Did you know that? I did not know yeah. that. Wells um, set fire to the Eden tree. <gasps> no! In the book. If I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, that's how Wells was Oh, my like... God. Wells was like, I gotta follow Clark! Fire! I just had the saddest thought. Mm. The Eden tree was probably like survived Prime Fire, but it didn't survive McCreary's. Oh. Oh no. Goodbye, Eden Tree R.I.P. Kane planted that for his mom. And his mom took care of it for a real long time. For a hundred years they had that tree. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm so sad right now. Are you sad? Maybe they can find no, a new tree on gl- planet Glamtron. I bet you it looks just like all the trees in British Columbia. I bet it does. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. Oh, wait. Sorry, I'm making sure that I'm correct. Wells damages the Eden tree so he can get sent to Earth along with Clark. Okay, I'm smart. Okay, we're good. <laughs> I was like, I hope I'm not wrong. I'm pretty sure I'm not, but we're good. Okay. So, he's like, listen, this is literally season one. So... Let's not be too hasty because a lot of us were killed and we were sad. So we can be better because blood must not have blood. Right, Lexa? Yeah. And Maddie's like, hmm, you right, you right. So then the evac signal starts going off and like random prisoner number two is like, I have all the information. I love you, random prisoner number two. You're very helpful. Thank you. So he's like, we all have to get to the ship. Okay. Well, let's go. (laughs) Yeah, let's, let's everyone move your little legs. So, we have Monty and Co. transporting the wounded. And everyone's on stretcher except for Murphy. Okay. First time I watched this, I was like, oh no, Murphy didn't have one. Second time I watched it, I was like, dude, there was probably like one stretcher they didn't have enough for. And Murphy was probably like, I don't need one. Yep. And I am sad. But also proud of my child. Yeah. He was like, you know what? All of these other people need stretchers. I don't need one. I'll walk. He's like, I'm I'm good. I'm good. It's just a flesh wound. Yeah, exactly. He's I'm a cockroach, a remember? Guy. Yeah. So nine minutes and Nyla is just like, nah, let's go. I'm like, you're not, you're not a very good sister. <laughs> That's just Herman to a T. Leave him. Yeah. <laughs> Leave him. No one likes him anyway. Let's go. Yeah. So uh, Monty's like, no, I'm not leaving him. Yo, I always kind of forget that the Harmons are siblings in this. I know. Because, like, Nyla and Murphy share a scene, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh! Oh, wait, what? <laughs> Those two grew up together. Those two are related. Remember last finale when Monty and Murphy had to work together, and they literally hated each other. Well, at least, like, Murphy was like, want to be friends? And Monty was like, no! I hate yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. 
I do recall that. I do yeah. recall that. Yeah. Like yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah so yeah. that's exactly how that exchange went actually. Yeah. Yeah. But then Monty like passed out and Murphy had to like go do the thing and then had like, he still came back for him though. Yeah. You know, like at first you're like, oh no, Murphy, you're leaving Monty behind. But he wasn't. He was just like, I know that Monty's priorities would be on this. And he would and want me I to let, do this first. Yeah. If I let the world die and save him, he would be like, what was the point of that? Yeah. And also I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> We're all dead. Um, so I don't know if Monty's like calling back to that moment right now or if he's calling back to, you know, just the last six years that he spent. With, with him. With him slash on the other side of the ship of him. <laughs> um, but he's like, no, I we have to stay. Like, he's part of my family. And then Amori's just like, I won't leave you because I love you. And I'm like, okay, good. We're bringing it back. Sweet. Yeah. I mean, I guess they were just like, let's make Monty and Amori not a thing this season. Because we don't have time for them. But next season, we'll have time for them. <laughs> and I kind of love that, like... I, I know that it was rushed in the end, but I liked the the rift that was created between them. Mm-hmm. I just wish that we'd gotten a little bit more time with it. Yeah. 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 Like, all the stuff that we did get, I was like, mm, good content. Yes, thank you. Yeah, like, the but, angst is good. Yeah. Yeah. But would have liked more. So, he's like, no, like, I can't do that to either of you. Like, please go. I will be blown up. That's fine. And I'm like, bud, I don't think so. I, I mean, odds so. are he would survive that. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> totally. He'd be like, meh. He'd just yeah. be Clark. Yeah. He was. Yeah. He's a cockroach. He'd be fine. And so Monty, he's like, I can't even run. And Monty's like, I can run. So he's going to carry him. He's so strong. Yeah, I was going to say, like, Monty, when did you get these muscles? Yeah. Did you spend six years, like, making it, like, how how hard is it to stir the algae? <laughs> he, he's been stirring algae and keeping Harper entertained. Yeah. He's like, I got this. I'm a big, strong man. So... Eight minutes. Do you want to say it? I mean, it's just, it's like one of the numbers, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just saying. So. This is like, th- things are really down to the wire. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Like, I'm getting I'm getting a little nervous. So, what? Uh-huh. They're still waiting. Uh-huh. And Clark's like, ugh. So Raven is here. But every other person I care about is not here. So I don't feel great about it. Hmm. Then. Okay. Maddie and Co. shows up and she's like, okay, so now I have Raven, Maddie, Bellamy. Who else is here? Uh, basically everyone. Uh, M- Miller, Jackson. Yeah. Um, oh, wait, is that when they show up? I think we... D- D- Miller and Jackson show up then, don't they? Well, Miller does. Miller does, does but yeah. that's like the rest of the army. So, he, so, so she's, got, she's got some of her squad. Yeah. So yeah, Maddie and Co. show up and she's like, wait, not the prisoners. And she's like, yes, the prisoners. Because TBH, if we have to start humanity all over again we need more people than that yeah we're gonna need like a really big gene pool or else there's gonna be like some incest problems yeah so so we have to save them and then we can all decide slash they can prove whether or not they deserve to live i'm like great um, good stuff good that is just so season one abby griffin mm. i choose to make sure we deserve to stay alive yeah hmm. so she's like oh did the commanders tell you that and she's like no bellamy did and Bellamy's like, oh, shucks. I'm just Bellamy's really like, good at speeches. I, I did do that. I'm a very inspiring yeah. person. So she's like, hey, what about my mom? She's like, now oh. that my kid's here, what about my mom? And she so, remembered. She's like, well, we left a couple people door- going door to door. And they're like, hello, knock, knock, knock. 
We're leaving now. Have you heard the signal? Abby's like literally covered in blood, operating (gasps) without gloves. Like, she was literally so frantic to save him. She didn't put gloves on. She didn't put a mask on. She was just like, let's go. True. Yeah, so she's stitching up Kane, and Octavia's like, sup, bro. Why why would you leave Octavia to go get Abby? Yeah, right? Like, whose idea was that? I don't know. It was a bad one. They were like, who wants to go door to door? And a couple of people were like, oh, I will. And they're like, cool. And then Octavia, like, slunk off with them. She's like, I guess I'll go do that. Or she's like, haha, no one will know it is I. She's like, now finally I I'm can go. I'm here for my confrontation. Yeah, she's like, I can finally confront them about stuff. And I'm like, I have thoughts about this young lady. Also, six minutes. Okay. So she's like, I, I'm not here to kill you, Abby. And Abby's like, wow, what a turnaround. I'm not here to kill you. Um, do you want me to thank you? Oh, how the tables have turned. Ta- oh, how the tables have tabled. Well, well, well. How the turntables. So uh, she's like, I won't leave Kane because it's not a choice. Or, or Octavia's like, it's not a choice. And she's like, yes, it is. Okay. Okay. Are you ready for some tea? Yes. Give me, can I, okay. I'm almost on the scene and then, and then, and then you can go off. <sighs> okay. Yes. Okay. So she's like, oh, Octavia's like, oh, so I can be a monster and you can't like that sucks. Oh, wow. It was like all your fault. And she's like, oh, Kane knew this whole time. So sucks to be you. So either you can kill me or you can get the heck out of here because I'm not leaving the man I love. Go. Okay. Here's the tea. Yeah. Right around, I'm going to say two thirds of the way through the season. I think right around the dark year, the writers were like, oh, crap. Octavia has become a little irredeemable. Mm. How the hell are we going to pull this character back? And make sure that the audience doesn't hate her. Mm -hmm. I know what we'll do. We'll throw Abby under the bus. Mm. And make it Abby's fault. Yeah. So now we have this scene where Octavia's like, oh, it's okay for me to be the monster, but not you. And I'm like, y'all literally just confirmed my theory Mm -hmm. that you didn't know what to do and you needed someone to share the blame. So you picked Abby. Abby. Abby got thrown to the wolves because now and it worked perfectly now the whole fandom's like oh abby's the monster abby's the crack oh yeah abby's the crackhead okay literally we just spent all season saying that wasn't true so like i don't get it yeah no people it's the feedback i've seen the the most is abby's the worst abby's a crackhead everything is abby's fault and i'm like this is this was the attended effect to a certain degree which is it's not all Octavia's fault. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it people share the blame. And Inder and Gaia, as much as they said, oh, it was partly our fault, we never saw that. Mm-hmm. The only person that we saw directly responsible for some of Blood Raina's actions was, you know, Blood Raina and Abby. Mm-hmm. So now Abby's the villain. Yeah. And so, also, like, sidebar, which is kind of funny and, like, is, like, not shade at all, but, like, Octavia spent a weird amount of this season trying to break Kate and Abby up. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> why was this her goal? Mm-hmm. She like, in the first episode, she's like, well, I know that he's covering for her. So I'm going to threaten his life to force him to confess about her. And he's like, no. She's like, fine, then you're going in, a, in the pit. Yeah. And he's like, I won. And she's like, crap. You're, you're going, going in the, the pit, pit again. again. <laughs> and Abby's like, I will confess. And Indra's like, you're sure not gonna. Yeah. And so he goes in the pit again. And then she's like, fine, I'll cut his head off. Then you won't be together and no one will lie to me. And then Bellamy saves them. And then you get here and she's like, 
well, you're going to have to leave Kane behind. Yeah. And Abby's like, I don't know if you know this, but we're in a relationship. Yeah. And that's not what you do to the people that you love. Mm-hmm. So you should stop. Mm. But I think the other thing that I really liked is that the implication that like, um, by the way, like you can't use the fact that I tricked Kane as leverage because he already knew. Yeah. And he loved me anyway. Yeah. That was beautiful. Good snaps. Yeah. Are you- so that's my whole tea. That's my whole like upset about like Abby's arc this season is like the addiction was, you know, especially towards the front end of the season was really good. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of just went, ah, uh, we need to sacrifice someone's characterization for Octavia. And they chose Abby. Yep. Don't they always? And I'm pissed. They do always. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can, moving on. Yeah. Three minutes. Oh my God. That's so few minutes. No. They're like, oh, what are we to do? Where is Monty? <gasps> Where is Monty? And so I think Maddie, yeah, Maddie comes up and she's just like, hey, you should forgive Clark. And Bellamy's like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> She really cares about you, and we all know that you also made mistakes to protect the child you loved. Are they talking about Octavia? Well, who else would they be talking about? That's what I thought, but, like, I don't know, Octavia, them calling Octavia a child is, like, really weird. Even though I know that she is, I don't know, a teen. (laughs) Whatever. Well, she was a child when Bellamy was caring for her. Um, and, you know, she called you every single day. So, like, now is when he finds out? Yeah. I didn't think he was ever actually going to find Me out. Me neither. I like that he found out, though. Yeah. I love reveals like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's like, <gasps> and then we, And then he, like, looks back at Clark, and she's just like, what? I wasn't listening or looking over there. Hmm. Like, she does the thing where it's yeah, just like, like, don't look, don't what? look, don't look. Hmm? What? I don't know what you guys are talking hmm? about. Hmm. So weird. It's, like, That's literally a shot of her being like, what? Do better. Not listening or paying attention at all. Someone's eavesdropping. Not me, though. Um, would you like another voicemail? Yeah. All right. This one is from Rhonda again. Hi, Rhonda. Hi, Rhonda. Um, here's what Rhonda says. Back. And I have more words. This time about episode 513. First of all, I want to say to Jason, you suck. That ending with what we have to hang on to for how many months? That's pure torture. Thanks for that, by the way. Yeah. Okay, now on to my thoughts. I was very sad that Harper and Monty died. I was very happy they were given a send-off where they got to live happily ever after and have a child who looks amazingly like Christopher and Chelsea. That's some good casting. But I was sad they're gone. They have been a part of the show since the first season, and they will be sorely missed. I was not surprised that Ballard did not happen. I know there were fans who were expecting a huggy, kissy, romantic ending for those two. I didn't see it happening. I suppose that is because of the other shows in my life that I have watched. Like Angel and Buffy. Who loved each other. First and foremost. But the one time they were together. All hell broke loose. Yeah, I can't really speak to Angel or Buffy. But I support you. (laughs) 
Yeah, I haven't seen them either, and now, like, I hate Joss Whedon, so I don't know yeah. if I want to. <laughs> he tried to kill her, and she had to kill him. It was not a pretty thing to happen. When he came back, they could be in love, and they could be friends. But they could never be together. And it was just something we had to deal with. Except for that one episode in Angel, where they got to be lovers for a whole day and night. Until Angel realized he had to reverse that. And change time. Because it wasn't fair to Buffy. And then there was Cordelia and Angel. Just when they began to get close as a couple, she was called to the heavens to be some glorious goddess who actually ended up trying to kill him. And then she went into a coma for the rest of her life, appearing only once in the last episode to help him rescue L.A. from the hands of the demons that were running it. You know, it's just like Joss to say that the tortured soul isn't allowed to have romantic interests with women. Mm. That's just so Joss. And perhaps my other couple that I think should have happened but never did was Jacob and Bella. Okay, I can speak to Jacob and Bella. Um, uh, I don't know. I I think I liked Edward more. I don't know. Wait, is that from freaking Twilight? Oh my god. Were you Jacob? Were you team Jacob or team Edward? I was team, I friggin' hate Twilight. <laughs> I was team Jasper. Jasper was my favorite character. I didn't really care what Bella did. I was like, what are Jasper and Alice doing? I literally cared about Emmett, Rosalie, Jasper and Alice, Carlisle and Esme, and like every other character except for Bella and Jacob and Edward. I literally like cannot relate to any of this because I hated Twilight so also, much. Also, I really loved um, all the werewolves except for Jacob. I did not care about it at all. Anyway. Okay. I personally would have taken Jacob over Edward. He was way hotter. But Jacob and Bella never did happen. That one I get. What? He was way hotter. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I think yeah. Robert Pattinson is great looking. Just as Edward, they, like, real mess of they, they did him dirty. <laughs> yeah, they did him so dirty. They loved each other so very deeply. Probably as much as she loved Edward. But they were doomed to be friends forever. And then her daughter was born. And he became her friend. And I think eventually her lover, which made Bella his mother-in-law, which is just really gross to think about. So I try not to think about that too hard. Yeah, did you ever, like, read about, like, what that was? Mm. Like, imprinting and stuff? Yeah, Yeah. he, like, imprinted on her daughter as a baby, and I'm like, this is disgusting. Um, so... Anybody who doesn't know Twilight is like, what? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know anything about Twilight, but I knew about that, and I was like, gross. The point is, there are a lot of couples... In different TV shows, who should be something more. But really, they're non-romantic, platonic couples. And I think that's what Belark is and is going to be. I would not mind seeing more Becco in Season 6. I would very much like Clark to have a lover in Season 7. Or 6. Getting ahead of myself there. Oh, to be a Season 7. It would be great if it was a certain king with very blue eyes, but since he's on The Walking Dead, that's probably not going to happen. Princess Mechanic. Come on. Whoever she ends up with, I hope they can help stabilize her. They can help her to be 
more open to things versus firing a gun and help her to channel her anger rather than let it make her do stupid things like, you know, shoot people who don't need to be shot or electrocute her daughter. I am glad that Octavia told Bellamy she loved him, and I was glad that Bellamy did not let her off the hook so easy. It was very nice that she did not get that closure, that she has to live with the redemption of it. I truly hope that season six is about redemption, about characters confronting each other for the things they did, understanding why, about being forgiven, about realizing they have to work together instead of against each other and to build a world rather than tear it down. That's beautiful. I also hope that. I, yeah, me too. I know that conflict must be in order for shows to have interesting things go on. But it is my deepest desire that the two of them and anybody else on the show who needs to make amends can do so. They can sit down and talk about it. And they can build a world instead of tearing it down. Because if they keep destroying the places they're going to live or trying to live, they're going to have to live in cryo on that stupid ship for the rest of their lives. And really, isn't 125 years long enough? She's right, you know. Speaking of living in peace, the last thing I want to say is about the fandom. I have been live-tweeting all season long as the episode plays. And there are always one or two fans who get on there and just say negative, nasty things. One or two? Rondo, you're so lucky that you only saw one or two. Just because they don't like what's happening, or because their couple didn't get together, or because something happened that they just don't understand. There is no need to be negative and nasty. There is no need to keep saying, I am never going to watch the show again while live-tweeting at the same time. If you are unhappy, don't watch. Don't live-tweet. But don't ruin it for those who are. And just be respectful for those who are enjoying it. I love you, Rhonda. Yeah, fair. I mean, I, I like to think that the people who are listening to our podcast are um, positive. Yeah, I think they're people who, like, enjoy the show and enjoy, like, you know being critical of something that they like, but also celebrating something that and they like. And hearing dumb, stupid jokes. Oh, yeah. that's really all we deliver. Yeah. Yeah. So, thank you, Rhonda. Snaps. Thank yeah. you, Rhonda, and you're so right. Yeah. The negativity, especially after this finale, I don't entirely think is warranted, mm-hmm. and I think has certain agendas that, while understandable <laughs> in being upset about, I think are negatively impacting absolutely everyone. Yeah. And hurting a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So two minutes. Oh my, that's so few yeah. minutes. So Kane. What are they going to do? Abby and Octavia all show up. Oh my God. Thank you, Octavia, for finally being a bro. Welcome aboard, I'm aboard Team Cabby. Yeah. Um, you're not our captain. You are a peon. Yeah. <laughs> and Abby is like, okay, there's an operating room on the ship. So we're good. Uh, I'm going to go do that. And we never saw Abby yeah. again. <laughs> then Harper, Nyla, and Jackson, and Indra and Gaia are also here now. Oh my god. Kay, I'm sorry. How tense was that? What? When, like, some of them showed up and not the others? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, And you're yeah, like, yeah. oh god, oh god, are they gonna make it? Like, yeah. 
Oh my god, like, dude, it was. I was like, if they are killing off Monty, Murphy, and Amori in the same episode, I'm pissed. Yeah, because it's like, oh god, okay, Harper's here. Where's Monty? First of all, if they kill off Murphy at all, I'm very angry. Wow, you having yeah. feelings about Murphy? Must I'm be a day ending and why. I would probably keep watching. Like, I know that a lot of people who are like, my favorite character died, I have no reason to watch this show anymore. And I respect that. I totally respect that. But, um... I don't know, if Murphy died, I'd still be upset, but I would be interested in seeing everybody, like, remembering him like they do with Jasper and, and stuff. And, you know, I'm still, I still love a lot of the other people on the show, I guess, so. You're, you're a stronger person than I am. Why do you think that if Kane and Abby died, you'd be like, pass by? Well, yeah, I think especially if it was Abby, um, yeah. just because she's the reason I started watching the show. Yeah. Um, cause I saw Paige Turkle in Person of Interest and I was like, who is this person? Yeah. And, you know, Abby's the reason that, I mean, not to be like sappy, disgusting human being, um, but Abby's like the reason that I watch the show and is also the reason that like Sam and I are a couple is like, we bonded over our love of this like mm. amazing, like female character. So to lose her to me would be to lose a huge part of like the last couple years of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and to lose Kane, I think, would be really hard, too, because that couple informed so much of, like, my career so far. Kane is fine. Kane, Kane is fine. Kane will live. Um, I am, like, certain. I'm I'm just praying that he doesn't get jawhod. Mm. Where, like, he's in the first couple episodes and, they, right. and then they kill him. But I think it's more that he'll kind of just be in a coma for a couple episodes. Yeah, who is going to be the architect of their new settlement? Yeah. Hello. We need we need the visionary. Yeah. Rosa can't do it by herself. So they're like, oh, the rest uh, are, are coming. And they're like, um, that's not really helpful to us because no, two no. minutes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. So yeah. they literally see the bomb in the sky and Bellamy's like, nah, I'm here. I'm waiting. I love this. I love that Bellamy, this is, this is the line that he can't cross. Yeah. Like, that's his family. And yeah. he's been saying all season, this is my family. And I he says, I'm not leaving them, them again. Yep, because he had to leave Clark. Anyway, um, I love it. Thank you. This is good good Bellamy content. Season 5 Bellamy is the best Bellamy. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. So, one minute. Oh my god. Yikes. And so Raven's like, literally, listen, I love three out of, like, you know, almost, almost half of Space Crew also. They're also my family. But if we don't go, we're all gonna die. Yeah. Which I'm not about. So Raven's like, listen, I'm going to close if you don't close it. 25 seconds. And then they're here. Oh boy. Yo, that was one of the most tense 25 seconds of this entire show. They get there. 10 seconds. So everyone's inside and she's closing the thing. But the thing like literally like hits it while they're still on the ground. And I'm like, I don't know how the heck you got out there. I, dude, I was so afraid that like the ship was going to break. Yeah. I was like, where is this show going now if the ship breaks and they can't go anywhere? Yeah, and everyone just dies in space. And they're like, yeah. that's season six. That's it. Yeah. They're all just corpses. Yeah, so they all hit, get hit by the blaze, but they make it through. And Raven's like, man, another planet on fire. Well, I guess it's the same planet. <laughs> but she's like, man, boo. Just once I'd like to take off a planet with while it wasn't on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the best lines of the episode? Yeah, I thought it was good. I'm going to make that my honorable mention. Actually. Good one. So now we have this opening into this scene that's like very arc-esque. Like it has the exact same like sound. Oh, uh, it was so cool. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Like where it comes from commercial, it's like, and then it's like, you know? Um, yes, absolutely. Okay. okay. Ship um, sounds. Yeah. So there are people like sitting in the hallway and everything. And Clark is like, okay, so Murphy will be okay because it's hard to kill cockroaches. I'm like, yes, keep bringing it up. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Gaia will probably keep her leg. She'll be okay. But for Kane, doesn't look good. He's mysteriously in a coma. I'm like, hmm. I right. don't think that's true. Anyway, so okay. Bellamy's like, let's put him in cryo sleep. And she's like, he's a genius. I love that idea. I wish I'd, we'd actually seen Kane go into cryo sleep. Yeah. Considering it was for him. Yeah. Kane, Ian's like, I was totally in the finale. I sat on a table. Like, I feel like on the stretcher, like, it, it was covered over. That wasn't even Ian, almost certainly. Yes, it was. What? It was? Yes. They paid him to do that? Yes. Because there's behind the scenes shots of he and Bob. Oh, okay, dope. Yeah, and um, so they don't usually you can pay see... actors to do that when you don't I see know. Their face. Literally, Ian, like Henry Cusick, was asleep this entire finale. Mm-hmm. I was like, "What the hell is this? Yeah, why? Why did you do this? I didn't even get a a goodbye or anything between Kane and Abby. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't even get her putting him into into cryo sleep. No. Like, if 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 they were gonna kill off Kane and like. Henry and Cusick was full time on the passage, or the whole show had ended. That's what <laughs> Kane's arc would have wrapped up in. Yeah. Is him in a coma? Yeah. Nah, fam. Nah. So Bellamy's like, okay, well, after you're done talking to your mom, like, come to the bridge because um we have to like decide the fate of the human race, and that's like your yeah. thing, right? So Yeah. Um, it's what she's good at. She's like, Are you not mad at me? And he's like, The commander told me not to be. And I'm like, that's 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 not a good reason okay shouldn't you both still be mad at each other so then we see octavia and she's like looking straight at a reminder of jaha and ethan oh i love by the way that everyone's just napping on the floor yeah i support them they're like we are so tired they're like we just jogged we jogged and also we just fought a war yeah i'm tired so uh nap time so Dioza comes over and she's like, I wasn't invited to the party either. I should have been, though, because I know what's up. She kind of should have been. Yeah. She's the only one who knows how to run that ship other than Shaw. Mm-hmm. Your problem was that you liked power too much, but like, samesies, like, I get it. So. I love this scene. Mm. I love, I, I hope, I, I mean, assuming that we've, we, we've gotten to keep Dioza. Yeah. Um, I want more scenes between these two because, God, they are so good together. Mm-hmm. Even just this tiny scene, their chemistry is cool. Yeah. Octavia says, one garden, two serpents. Eden never stood a chance. Snaps. All right. <laughs> That's dope. Calm down, Edgelord. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Earth is gone. Which is I too mean, bad. That was always going to happen. Yeah. So, in the room, we have all of Space Crew, Clark, Maddie, and Shaw. Okay. Okay. All right. Is I mean, there- I get why Maddie's there. Is there anybody else who you think should be in the room? Um, Dioza, I, mean, I think, but I get why she's yeah, not. I think Dioza, but, um, I think the thing that makes me laugh the most is, like, Murphy. Yeah, why are you there? You, like, literally were just shot. You should probably be in the hospital, but whatever. Kane, Kane's in a coma from being bitten in some stabs. Murphy is on the bridge after being shot twice. Ooh, I think then, Indra should be there. Oh my god, yes. Yeah. Yeah, dude, where- I mean, Indra's where with Where the Gaia. hell is- it? But, like, we don't- Like, we have to, like- Infer these things. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So there are 412 people on board and they're like, how are we going to live? And Monty's like, I know. 
Algae! Algae! And Monty and Murphy's like, ah, no thank you. <laughs> Murphy's like, I honestly, guys, I'd rather die. <laughs> I almost did last time. He really did. Yeah. Also, remember when Octavia was like, farmers won't save the world, the warriors will? And the farmer literally saved the world, yeah. Yeah, it sucks to be you, Octavia. You were wrong about literally everything. Mm-hmm. So they're like, it's looking like it's going to be about 10 years before the valley is back. And honestly, we don't have that much food um, or water. But there are 500 pods here. So we can totally do that. I'm down. Yeah, I'm down too. Dude, um, a 10-year nap? Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> and then Raven says, Bob's your uncle. And when she said that, I was like, you don't like that phrase. And Monty's like, you don't like that phrase. <laughs> That was so cute. She's like, it's growing on me. I'm like, I don't know why, because it's weird. I don't even get it. What's the etymology of Bob's your uncle? Hold up. There we go. Etymology, Bob's your uncle. It's probably some guy who had an uncle named Bob. I don't know. Bob's your uncle, an expression meaning everything will be fine, originated when Arthur Balfour was unexpectedly promoted to chief secretary for Ireland by the prime minister, Lord Salisbury, in 1900. Salisbury was Balfour's uncle and his first name was Robert. Okay, but... So why does it mean you're all set, everything will be fine? Nepotism? Oh, I understand. He's being like, everything will be fine. It's like you get promoted because... Okay, yeah, yeah, nepotism. Okay? I don't know. Weird that that no, stood the test no of No wonder time, Raven though. doesn't like... Yeah, how the hell... What? Yeah, how did that... <laughs> Whatever. Of all the things to survive, not even like to our time, but then to their time? Yeah. Bob's your uncle. Yeah. Okay. That and Scarface, apparently. Yeah, I guess. Maddie's like, okay... Let's do it. I think Maddie's ready for a nap. Yeah. She's Maddie's like, ready for a night. night. So, yeah. um, Bellamy puts Echo in the pod, and it just says Echo, because she don't have a last name. Aww. And I guess, like, she's like, I want to write Echo come as Geta. And Octavia was like, we are one group. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> this scene, I wish this scene had been, like... A billion times longer. Dude, I love this crap. I want to see what every single person's thing says. And, like, I want to see everyone say goodbye to each other. Yeah. You know? Even though they're just like, good morning. (laughs) But it's like, you know, you never know. It's what, like, it's an uncertainty. Something could go wrong. Yeah. 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 And I really kind of wanted to see Monty and Harper. Like, I kind of wanted some hints. Yeah. You know, like, them kind of looking at everyone and kind of saying goodbye. Mm -hmm. Because they know they're not really going to stay behind. Yeah. Or that they are going to stay behind. Like, I really wanted to see, like, Indra put Gaia in cryo. Yeah, yeah. And I wanted to see a moment between Octavia and Indra. Yeah. Oh. I, like, there were so many opportunities here for just pure character moments. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they just gave them to Bellamy and Clark. And I'm like, <sighs> yeah. Are you really going to tell me that the last thing that I saw of Marcus Kane was him on a stretcher and not Abby putting him into cryo, which is what mm-hmm. I deserved? Yeah. And I'm sorry, but Abby should have put him into cryo, and then Clark puts Abby into cryo, mm-hmm. and then she changes Abby's last name from Griffin to Kane. Yes! And that's that's my thoughts on that. Thank you. Yes. Good. So, Maddie and Clark are like, are we going to dream? And she's like, if we do, I'll see you in mine. And I'm like, okay, cute. Bye. <laughs> I love them! <laughs> I love that Maddie still has the flame in her head, too. Yeah! So when she dreams, she'll dream of Lexa. Forevs. She'll, like, wake up and she'll be like, I know everything. We were so bored. We told stories all day. And we had had sleepovers. Yeah. And we have marshmallows. And because Beck could remember the world before, we we didn't have to hang out in, like, irradiated polis. 
Mm-hmm. They had like fluffy blankets and stuff. It was dope. Yeah. And they had snacks so- and Lexa told everyone how cool Clark was and everyone was like, we get it. You, you love your girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> like it's getting obnoxious, Lexa. Yeah. It was pretty embarrassing actually. Yeah. Maddie was yeah. like, oh my God, my moms yeah. are so embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it says Maddie Griffin on her thing. I love that we didn't lose Maddie. Literally, as soon as that happened, I turned to my mom and I was like, why is this Jane Hopper all over again? What are you talking about? The end of Stranger Things season two. Jane Hopper. When Hopper gets the birth certificate, it says Jane Hopper. Oh, right. Duh. Anyway, that was supposed to be a big moment. I'm so sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I only watched that season once. I need to watch it again. I watched it three times. Yeah, that sounds like you. But yeah, it's like the moment where you're just like, oh, they're a family now. They are a family now. So Octavia is talking to Bellamy and she's like, oh, it really feels like, you know, the hole in the floor. And I was like, what doesn't to you? Yeah, like claustrophobia is a real thing for you. Yeah, every time you go anywhere, you're like, hmm, feels like a hole in the ground. And I'm like, ah, it is. It's a metaphor. Yeah. (laughs) So she's like, oh, Bellamy, by the way, I love you. And he's like, ooh. Awkward. I'm still mad at you. Yeah. I love that little glimpse of old Octavia, though, where she's like, it's okay. I know you still love me. And I'm like, does he? Does he? Yeah, she's like, please say it. And he's like, I guess I kind of do. And she's like, okay, that's good enough. I love this scene. I love that Bellamy's not going to forgive her. Yeah. I love that he wants to kill Blood Reyna. Mm-hmm. And that Octavia is like, their relationship's going to take time to fix. They didn't Bellamy and Clark it. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So a part of him wishes a part of her was dead. And full disclosure, I literally was watching with mom mm-hmm. and he said, a part of me wishes a part of you was. And I said, ooh, fair enough. <laughs> and Octavia went, fair enough. <laughs> And I was like, nice, 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 nice. I'm a genius. It is fair, though. I feel like this is one of the healthier conversations they've ever had. Yes, true. Where it's like, he doesn't actually want her to be dead, but he wants Blood Reina to never come back. Yes. And so her little screen says Octavia Blake. So it's still her name. It's not Blood Reina? Yeah, if it said Blood Reina on there. Can you imagine? (laughs) That'd be so stupid. That'd be so funny. So this voicemail is from a new person who sends things in. Her name is Angela. Hi, Angela. She sent a couple things in um, for our Lost podcast, but never like an audio message or anything. Okay. So it's exciting. We love Angela. She has super smart thoughts and we love her. Mm -hmm. And her Twitter is at IRL Writer's Block if you want to follow her. Thank you. So. God, I love our listeners. Me too. Uh, they're so nice. <laughs> I like them. <laughs> Angela says, Hello, girls. Before I even start, your podcast is great, and I love you both for always being so sensitive to your audience. Mm. Also, I'm not a native speaker, so bear with me, please. You got it, dude. So, let's get to the actual reason for this voicemail. A few days ago, I wrote an email to Brittany and Robin about Harper. Specifically, I was upset about her general irrelevance this season. When I first got spoiled that she had had a child with Monty, my immediate thought was, oh, thank God, she's plot relevant again. Except everything that bugged me while watching the entirety of season 5 wasn't erased by making her Jordan's mother. Maybe this is the right moment to say that I've never been a Harper stan. I liked that she was around, 
but I was never particularly invested in her story. She had an interesting role in season four, and I was assuming her role would get even more interesting in season five. Now, I won't get into the politics of television casting and contracts, even though that certainly influenced the way the plot moved this season. I'm actually more interested in the treatment of the characters and the development of the story. For the past few weeks, I kept asking myself what was up with Harper. Until Damocles Part 1, was she even a character anymore? This season, I felt towards her the same way I've felt towards Miller in the past. That is to say, I have no idea who Harper is. On your podcast, you were discussing how few lines of dialogue she gets. Yet, in my opinion, the situation is even worse. Not only she doesn't get lines of dialogue, she's basically relegated to the background, as a pretty face who isn't even given the opportunity to display her prettiness as some form of character trait. After six years in space, what are her skills? What are her flaws? Who is she as a person? I don't know. I didn't know before Damocles Part 1, and I don't really know now. Yes, in Damocles Part 2, it was confirmed that she is good and kind, and she loves her friends and her boyfriend. But that's the bare minimum you can say about a person. Also, if it weren't for her pregnancy, she would have felt almost completely useless by the end of the season. And that makes me so mad, because Harper was never truly useless. Yes, maybe she didn't have a clearly defined character, but she was part of the group, and she had a role, even if barely so. In season 5, she became irrelevant. Her relationship with Monty is her only character trait, and that's crazy. Mainly because it reduces her to nothing other than psychological support for a male character. But we don't know what her ideals are, nor to what extent she really shares Monty's. And that would be okay. It wouldn't really, but let's say it could just for the sake of my argument. So that would be okay if she was some random girl we've only just met. It really isn't okay given that she's one out of seven characters who've all been given huge arcs this season and who've truly influenced the plot in some way or another. I've seen fans discuss this before, but I was always positive we were going to get something more for her and from her. And we didn't. I was angry about this last week and now I'm not that much, but I'm sorry to say I'm still disappointed. That said, I enjoyed this season a lot, both as a multi-shipper and as a science fiction fan, and I loved each one of your podcasts. Keep up the good work. Love, Angela. Oh, Angela! Angela, I second everything. Everything that you say, like on this podcast, on last podcast, I always totally agree with you. You are so... Like, so eloquent. Well-spoken. Yeah. yeah, so well-spoken. I'm, mm-hmm. like, super impressed. And I completely agree. Like, 
looking back now, I guess you can kind of see what they were doing with Harper was having her be a passive observer Mm -hmm. and kind of watching everyone and going, okay, this isn't what I want. And then having her take an active role in like the furtherment of like humanity. Mm -hmm. But I don't even know if like, I think that was kind of an accident. Yeah. Because really her only role was to be the mother of the future. And, you know, there's something to be said for that being a really beautiful concept. But what happened to Harper the fighter? What happened to Harper the soldier? She was like on the front lines in like season one, season two. Well, not season two. She was in Matt Weather. I mean, season one. In season three, she was part of the rebellion against Pike. Yeah, true. True. She helped break Kane out. She was there when Lincoln was killed. Yeah. Like... Harper was a fully rounded character. She she had ups and downs and in the end she was a love interest. I don't know. It is disappointing. I agree. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I can't do anything to change it. Mm-hmm. And that's just how it's going to be. But I am disappointed. But thank you to Chelsea for her work as Harper. We loved her. Yeah. And every time I met Chelsea, she's just been an absolute ray of she's sunshine. She's so uh, lovely. She's from Alberta. And I think... My mom will correct me if I'm wrong, but like Does, her, all moms. <laughs> she, her family was from like a really small town in Alberta that my mom's side of the family is also from. So like, I think Chelsea's grandfather was like a doctor and potentially like delivered some of my family members. What? Yeah. What, uh, what part of Alberta? What part of Alberta? Um, what? her family's from Daysland. How have I never heard of this random place? I don't know, but um, she ha- there's like a Reist Street in Daysland. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. I stand. I will be sad now. I'm sorry. Um. Okay. Yeah. So full disclosure, I may cry. I'm going to try not to cry, but it's o- it's I will okay if you cry. probably cry. It's okay if you cry. Okay. If it makes you feel better, when I was going over, spoiler alert- John Reese's death in the person of interest finale. Mm-hmm. I bawled my eyes out. Yeah. Okay. In front of Claire and Sam. <laughs> um, I don't have a problem crying. Like I, I went to theater school. You did? I went to theater school. I went to school for crying. Like, like, like specifically, like we had a class, like multiple classes in theater school. That was basically just like, you do not let like keep your emotions in. Like I do not keep my emotions in. No, you do not. I fully cry. Well, she will cry. She will cry at anything. At anything. Because yeah. I went to school for it. Like I've li- literally been trained to cry when I'm sad. But I think that's <laughs> I think that's cool though because that means that you're entirely in touch with your emotions at all times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the healthiest way to live. <laughs> uh so Clark wakes up first and she sees Raven. And then Bellamy wakes up. And somehow they got like Allegis merch. <laughs> Where did that come from? In the, in the next scene, they're not in Allegis merch anymore. <laughs> Jordan was like, you guys need to change, first of all. <laughs> like, it's like, you guys need to be in, like, better outfits for this. Whatever. Okay. So, uh, he's like, oh, like, my parents wanted it to just be you two. And they're like, sounds weird, but okay. Um, they're like, Also, who, who are you? <laughs> so he's like, oh, I've literally never met anyone before. Uh, clearly, I'm really freaking bad at it. So anyway, my name's Jordan. Hi. He's so sweet. This is Shannon. He was on like an episode of Rookie Blue once and uh-huh. he was great. Thank oh, okay. You. Okay. Um, and okay. So I hear that a lot of people called that he was Monty and Harper's son. I mean, he just looks like Chris and Chelsea. I 
trying to stay away from like people's predictions and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was completely unaware of that. I, I was vaguely aware of it, but I wasn't sure whether it was real. So I Therefore, was kind of- my reaction oh, was God. catastrophic. Did you just start bawling? Yep. 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 That sounds like you. Did you figure out the name immediately? That was like, it took me like, like a minute to be like, oh no. I didn't figure it out until he said it. Like till Monty said it. I was like, oh, that's embarrassing. I'm not very smart. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, so Monty and Harper stayed behind because they loved being on the ring so heckin' much. <laughs> they were like, let's spend the rest of our lives alone. Can relate. That's like also true romance. People. They're like, I just only want to be with you. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else sucks. So Monty's instructions were wake up Clark and Bellamy first <laughs> and then good. That's so cute. But they were asleep for 125 years. That's such a long nap. I hope I get a nap that long. <laughs> so, oh man, dude, I have so many thoughts, but I want to get like, let's get through the- The recap. The recap. And then also the reason why I recap everything is be, like, <laughs> I feel like some people listen to this and they're just like, we just watched the episode. We know what happens. But like I recap so that the people who are like watching in the past- mm-hmm. Who like watched the whole season and then are listening to the podcast and such, they know what's going on. Anyway. And also it's helpful for us to re-trigger some of like our yeah. thoughts and to make sure we get everything. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I have so much. Okay. So <laughs> it's been one year. Okay. Now they have dates at the bottom of the the screen. I haven't been able to because they were really clear when I was watching it on our big TV, but now I've been watching it on Netflix and it's a it's like a little blurry. I should have written it down when it was on the TV. But okay. um so one year it looks like it is April 26, 2157. Okay. But it's a little blurry. So like I said if I'm wrong about any of this, please let me know. Okay. So it's been one year and he's like my algae farm is dope. I mean, I don't believe you, Monty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it though? I don't know. Um, he's like I would not use that word to describe an algae farm. <laughs> Oh, true. <laughs> um, we're missing you guys, though. And, like, my thing is, like, they thought that they would, like, everybody would wake up in 10 years and they'd be like, surprise, we're 34. <laughs> you no, know? That would be so funny. Like, that's what they thought was going to happen. They thought it was only going to be 10 years. Yeah. And, like, after the 10 years, like, they chose to keep, like, they, they, they didn't think they were going to live the, their entire lives alone. No. They thought that they were going to only, it was only going to be 10 years. Which, yeah. first of all, is a heckin' long time. Yeah, oh, only 10 years. Jesus. But, like, 10 years know, ago, I was me, a teenager. It just makes me sad to think that, like, it'll just be 10 years and then we'll still be able to, like, go down to this, to go down to Earth, be with our friends again and everything. And then after the 10 years, they were like, okay, now is, like, the big decision. Like, that's what it's the real decision. I, that's what I think is the beauty of it, too, is they looked at it and they went, <clears throat> we have two options. We can either wake people up and work this problem all as a group. Yeah. Or we can take this responsibility for ourselves and take this time for ourselves and just do it together. Mm-hmm. And that's what they chose. Yeah. So then, oh, they still have 40 rooms to do it in or something. Whatever. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. So... <laughs> I love that part so much. Harper's like, oops, let's go. <laughs> Harper shows up and she's like, oh my God, why didn't you tell me? And he's like, he tried. Yeah. He's like, clearly like, who else would I be talking to? But okay. 
<laughs> um, now it's been two years. It's March 10th, 2158. This one's more clear, so it's chill. Um, so yeah, two years. They picked a name. His name is Jordan Jasper Green. I think it was Kim who was just wait. like, why didn't they name him Jordan Monroe? Um, wait, did you skip the part where they revealed that Harper was pregnant? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. They no. knew, they choose they chose a name. Oh, okay. What? I thought he, they chose the name after the baby was born. No, they say, "Oh, hey, surprise, we're pregnant. Um, we picked a name today, boy or girl." Oh, okay. It's gonna be Jordan. Okay. Um, uh, but I think I'm pretty sure it was Kim who said, "Like, oh, they should have named him Jordan Monroe." Or yeah. Oh, that would have been sweet. Um, oh, Monroe. Now I'm sad. So yes. cool. And he's healthy. And when they meet him, he'll be eight. So they still think that, like, it's going to be... It's going to be okay. Yeah. And it's it's been ten years, but it still hasn't... Um, it's, it, Earth the, still hasn't The planet's not back. coming back yet. Yeah. Um, so when they... Yeah, so the baby is born, and it is May 10th, 2058. Hey, I have a question for you. Yes? How the hell did they deliver a baby by themselves? Yeah, that's a Monty thing, I guess. Monty's like, my problem, <laughs> whatever. I was like, like, what if they like woke up Abby and they're like, can you help us deliver a baby and then go back to sleep? Thanks. That's what I thought they had done. I was fully expecting Monty to be like, we woke Abby up for about a couple hours and she delivered the baby and then we yeah. put her back in cryo. That's what I truly thought had happened. And the only person who knew that it was like that they had stayed was... Um, Abby? Was Abby. That would have fit perfectly. I guess not though. Um, so now, yeah, it has been the 10 years, and I'm trying to see what the date is. It looks like it's April 26th again, and then, like, 2066? 2066, I think? Yeah. Okay. 2166. Okay. So, yeah, it's been 10 years, um, and he told Harper that, like, oh, yeah, everything's still chill. But it's not. But it's not. Um, Jordan is a happy kid, and he's a good kid, though, and he's told- um, him stories all about them, just like Clark did. And, um, Murphy is his favorite and I can relate. Oh my God. How is it that all of these kids are are told about Murphy and then they meet Murphy and they're like, wait a minute. Like, like literally Maddie's finally has a chance to like talk with Murphy and Murphy is just like, oh, float this, uh, float me now. And Maddie's like, oh, there it is. Ha ha. (laughs) Okay. But like, to be fair to Murphy, he had a shot collar around his neck at the time. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, um, can't really say any jokes right now. A little busy. I'm, all, I'm fresh out. Yeah. So, yeah, he told, and Murphy is his favorite, which I can totally get. Like, like, once again, I've brought it up before that, like, Maddie thinking that Murphy is funny is because Clark was like, ha and then Murphy said. So, like, yeah. Harper and Monty both must have been like, ha and then Murphy said all the time. <laughs> like, Harper and Monty clearly thought he was funny. Yeah. And, I and just, they would I never that. tell him that, which is my favorite part. Yeah. So before, it was 2166, right? Yeah, okay. So, yeah, Murphy was his favorite. It was his rebellious phase. So now it is November 3rd, 2184. That's a really long time. That's like almost, almost 20 years since. since then. Jesus. Um, oh man, that's such a long time to be by yourself. I don't know how they did any of it. Oh, this, oh my God, this makes so much more sense. What? Okay, okay, I feel good. Because what? I'm sitting here being like, I don't know why I thought that, like, Jordan was only, like, 15 and then they put him in cryo. And then, like, he woke up and then, like, chilled for a bit and then wait, woke up Albie and Clark. But, like, it's been 18 years. Yeah, right? they 
They put no, no, no. In... Oh, he's even older because no, they was... put him in cryo when he was like 28. No, he's not 28 because when he was born, hold up, sorry, when he was born, it was 2158. So he was born in 2158 and he was put in cryo at 2184 before minus 2158. 26. Okay, yeah. Oh, I was off by two years. Come okay. on, man. 26. Okay, I feel Par- much better credit? about it. Because I was like, why is he alone for such a long time? He was not. He was not. Okay. The fact that that kid isn't a basket case is a testament to how good a parent they were. Yes, true. Okay. Sorry, I lost my place. So cool. they just put him in cryo. Mm-hmm. But he's like really good and, and he's a good person and everything. And he's smart and kind, just like his parents. Yes, he is. So like... They got to spend 26 years with him, though. Yeah. And that's really great. And I I think maybe they they told him, like, they'd see him again. Yeah. Oh, probably, yeah. Yeah. So, or, like, he's old enough for them to be like, you won't. Yeah, and he, and he had time to accept that. But here's your mission, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, Should you choose to accept it? Yeah. So, uh, but, like, so, yeah, they chose this life, and he did it, and they love him very much. But the Earth is still dead, and it's been over 28 years, so please take care of... Of Jordan. Take care of their baby. So now it is February 8th, 2206. Jesus. So, How many years is that after the first apocalypse now? I don't know. The 300 years? years? 22. Okay. Hold up. I'm writing this down. 2206. I love math. Okay. I know you do. So how old were they at the end of season four? Because 2157. They were at... There's actual timestamps on the wiki. Hang on. Cool. Minus 2157. So there is 49 years between between the first message and the and the last message. Okay, so basically Monty and Harper were on the, alone for 50 years. 2052 is when Allie caused the nuclear po- apocalypse. Okay. How old? Because Monty was like 15, right? In season one? Um, yeah, I think so. And then like plus... The six years, so he's like mm-hmm. twenty one plus plus the forty nine years, so he's like he's seventy years old. Yeah, in the in the last message. Yeah. Okay. So Harper died that day, and as soon as Harper like he's like Harper died, I was like, ooh. First of all, I'm like sad, but also I remember that like in season three when Clark was like, oh Harper, your dad had like a condition or whatever, and I was like, oh mm-hmm. perfect, yes, I'm gonna bring that up, and he's like, oh Clark, you were right, and I was like, dang it, I was gonna be so smart. <laughs> What the hell was the condition? I think we discussed it on our last, our like missing season three podcast and we decided it was mm-hmm. like something like cancer or something. Okay. He thinks that Harper probably wanted to be with them sometimes and he kind of did too. But it's been uh, 30 years since, since the last one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He finally cracked the Allegis 3 file and there's a new planet. It's called Planet Glamtron. <laughs> Yes, it is. Because I didn't want to call it Earth 2 like a dope for, like, months. Um, No. There are two suns, which they talked about earlier this season, and they'll get there in around 75 years. And he'd like to go into cryo so that he can also see it, but without Harper, it's just not worth it. He just doesn't want to. Yo, that one hurt. I have so many thoughts. Okay, finishing up the (laughs) recap. It's in the Goldilocks zone. I don't know what that means. Meaning, I feel like I was going to look it up and then I didn't. Hold up. Goldilocks zone. That, okay. Circumstellar habitable zone. Uh, Super Earths and Goldilocks. 
how stuff works. Yes, teach me. Thank you. Terrestrial planets are also more likely to lie in the Goldilocks zone, also called the habitable zone or life zone. The Goldilocks region is an area of space in which a planet is just the right distance from its home star so that its surface is neither too hot nor too cold. Earth, of course, fits that bill. While Venus roasts in a runaway greenhouse effect and Mars exists as a frozen arid world, in between the conditions are just right so that liquid water remains on the surface of the planet without freezing or evaporating out into space. Now the search is on to find another planet in the Goldilocks zone of another solar system. And astronomers have a couple of tricks they're not afraid to use. Oh, okay. Makes okay. sense. Makes sense. Great. Okay. So he's like, I don't know about the Allegis three people. Like, are they down there? Are their ancestors down there? Like, we don't know. Um, but I, I dream that it's beautiful there. And I hope that you do better there. They're going to. And that Jasper was wrong. And he hopes that they're happy there like his life was. And that they're the good guys there. I love that. I love that the last thing that, like, Monty imparted onto them was be good, be better, make a difference. What does end book one mean? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I read multiple interviews with Jason Rosenberg where he was like, I kind of decided, like, the first six seasons were kind of like the first (laughs) book of a story. (laughs) So he's like, six more seasons and book two. Yeah. But it kind of makes sense because, like, book one is kind of like the closure of the story of Earth. <laughs> He's like, I just decided. He, he did. <laughs> I think that's so funny. I was like, you're kind of a nerd, dude, but I get it. Okay. There is so much. <laughs> There's so much to go through. There's so right, many. tell me where you want to start. Okay. I made a whole, like, <laughs> I say tweet thread. It was literally two tweets. <laughs> Um, (laughs) about this and how, like, Monty died the exact way that he deserved to die. On his own terms and of old age. Yeah. Being happy with his life. Like, 70 plus years old. Yep. But I can't- I'm so sorry. Like, this is when I'm gonna go nuts. (laughs) (laughs) I can't get over the fact that, like, Harper- when Harper died, Monty was right there. He was, like, right there by her side, you know? Which is exactly the way that Harper deserved to go out. Yep. But Monty, like, how many years after Harper passed away was Monty walking through that ship, reminded of, like, the 70-plus years that he lived with Harper on that ship, with his son, all by himself, until he either died of old age, in which case Jordan must have found his remains somewhere on the ship, or, which is what I like to think, is that he found a way to safely float himself. Yeah, I was gonna say... I mean, as dark as it is, I think he found a way to... And did he do that, like, right after Harper passed away? I think... I think what he did is... He had a mission. And Harper was his reason for living. And the mission was his reason to die. Yeah. So once he found a home for all of their friends, he could finally go join Harper. Mm -hmm. So, like, that was the thing that, like, kept him... Like, that was his end goal. He had an end goal. And then he could rest. Because I think probably after Harper died, there wasn't much left for him. Yeah. No, like nothing. So he was, yeah. So he was like, I'm going to achieve this goal. And then I'm going to pray that my friends, you know, can carry on my legacy. So I guess he just like scheduled Jordan to wake up a little bit before them. (laughs) Probably. Like, you know what's going to happen. Or he like left a note or something. I think he, I, I like to think that he probably left Jordan some videos too. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, so, okay. So, I feel like I have more things to talk about with Monty and Harper, but I can't think of them right now. <sighs> I, 
I just like can't imagine living like 70 years by yourself. Yeah, I think if I had been given the choice, I would have gone into cryo as well. Yeah. Um, and then try, tried to work the problem with my friends. So I think there are three things that we have to talk about now that the season is over. Monty and Harper was one of them. The next one I want to talk about is Jordan. And the last one is like this new planet. Okay. So let's talk about Jordan now. I love him. First of all, I love him. Protect him at all costs. But do we think of, like, I'm having a hard time thinking of this person as like a brand new adult character. And not as. Because he seems like such a kid. Not, yeah, such a kid because he has not met anybody else in the world. But also because he's like literally two characters who we like still kind of consider young's child. Like he's like probably older than they were when we knew them. He is. He totally Which is. Which is weird. So I'm having a hard time. But like that's just something I have to grapple with in my brain. But yeah. did they have movies and books and TV up there like they did on the ring? Or did he just have the stories like Maddie did? No, I think they had access to a lot of things. Okay, that's good. I think the Allegis missions were, you know, they were obviously loaded up with pop culture and stuff. Like, you don't go into space and stuff without having all of those things. Yeah. Especially when they came from our time. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> They're like, like, he definitely knows, like, he's watched the MCU. Yeah. He has opinions on whether the DCU or the MCU are better. He knows High School Musical 2 is the best one. Ugh. <sighs> We almost got through the season without you bringing up High School Musical again. Eh. <laughs> okay. So, our friend Kim, at Kthrow on Twitter, brought up something really lovely today. She said, asexual Jordan, question mark, question mark, question mark? Aww. That would be really cute. That would be really lovely. <laughs> Finally. And I think that's like a really great sentiment. <laughs> because, first of all, asexuality is like at least partly hereditary um i i know that like people don't really say that like um other um 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 identities like that are hereditary but i have to believe that being aces because both my sister and i are um mm -hmm. and my mom also displays uh a few <laughs> on the spectrum so and i i have like, thoughts on a couple other people in my family as well. So I believe that being ace... Because, like, uh, also, uh, being ace is different than um, being gay because, um, like, being gay is, like, something is just, like... Like, you're still attracted to people, but it's just a little bit different than, like, you know, straight people and stuff. But being ace is, like, something that you're completely born without. Oh, that's true. It's kind of like... Um... Like, something I don't have in my brain. Yeah. It's just something that, like, I is completely missing. Yeah, it's like the it, it's a chemical thing that just doesn't happen. Yeah, exactly. For you. It's just it's something that like yeah. just does not happen. It's missing. It's not here. So yeah. Whereas like I see a pretty person and I'm like, yeah. oh. <laughs> um, I see a pretty person. And I'm just like, where'd you get your hair done? Two yeah, things exactly. Can be true. Um, but so I think that would be really lovely. And like that's another thing is like I'm having a hard time thinking like what if freaking <laughs> somebody wakes up and they're like, ooh, like I would have a. <laughs> And they're like, let's date that one. Like, I'd be like, how do you ship anyone with that kid? Because, like, he's just, like, Monty and Harper's kid to me, you know? And all these people are, like, <laughs> 125 yeah, like, years Ew. old. <laughs> but, that, like, Raven's still, like, hi, Zeke, even though he's so old. Yeah. They're all old. Abby, Abby Griffin is 170 years old. Um, She's older than Dumbledore. <laughs> She's older than Dumbledore! She looks great. Yeah. I think... 
I think there's, it's twofold there. It's like, one, we got to be careful of like, you know, the desexualization of Asian males. But I feel like this show has done a really good job of showing men in all, on all areas of a spectrum. And with Jordan, I think that's a great opportunity. Oh, that'd be so cool. I'd be so happy. Yeah. That would be, it would be cool. That's exactly what it would be. So... And the CW would finally oh. have an ace character because they were too cowardly oh, to make please. a jughead. But then again, that means it can't it can't be me. <laughs> Hello, hire me. You need an ace character. I am ace. That would be good for your PR, right? Hello. Yep. Hello. Yep. But yep. then I could be like, hey, you can have two, please. Hello. There can be more Hello, than one. Please. <laughs> Local woman just screaming My in hands her basement. Up. Choose me. Um. So yeah, we'll start that segment next year. Um, so let's talk about this new planet. It's called okay. Planet Glamtron. And... Yes, it is. Do you... Oh, I think... Who was it who... Hold up. Penny Shepherd at P Shepherd 23 Oh, I... Sh- I appreciate your 23. That's one of the numbers. Um, do any of you think Cadigan and or Becca or their a- ancestors could be on the new planet? Obviously, Becca's not because she was bird alive. But ancestors, new planet. Yes. Okay, tell me, tell me, um, tell me. I actually have a whole theory on this already. Um, I think that Cadigan had uh-huh. two factions of his cult. I think yeah. there was the factions that stayed on Earth, and I think they were the people that yeah. volunteered to go on Allegis Three, because no matter what, they yeah. thought the Earth was ending. I think that um, part of the tw- the Second Dawn could have been there because I'm even thinking yeah. about the name Second, Second Dawn. Second Sun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think definitely they were part of that. I don't know if Cadigan's right. there, just because Becca was yeah. yelling at him. But it would be kind of cool if he was. Yeah. It'd be cool to be like, hi, we're from, we're like ancestors of Allegis 3. We're like, hey, we're Allegis 4. Uh, we suck. We're Allegis 4. Um, most of us are prisoners at this point. Um, so now that there's lots of us, you guys are also here. We can just kill off the prisoners. It's fine. No. <laughs> now that we have enough people to start over the world. Cool. Um, I can't tell you how much I don't want it to be another fight for land. Oh, no, for no, please land. no. I can't. I, I can't do another season yeah. of Land Wars. Um, cool. I'm excited. I mean, I'm excited because Jason Rothenberg in an interview said that um, his influences, especially right now, um, in regards to the next season are Battlestar Galactica, Annihilation, and um, mm-hmm. Interstellar. I would strongly recommend watching all of them, especially Battlestar Galactica, because it's the best okay. television show ever made. Um and Annihilation is this crazy cool movie where, like, sort of, like, the world organic things are turned into, like, okay. flowers. And, like, it, sort of nature takes over, you know, human bodies and, like, buildings. Everything is structurally just sort of mm-hmm. mutated. And I think that's a really cool concept for the next one. And then, of course, Interstellar with, like, it's multiple planets and, you know endless possibilities i think the next the next season should very much be in the vein of Battlestar, where it's like instead of you know multiple land wars mm-hmm. it's exploration you know make it Battlestar, make it star trek don't go back to this is my land well it's my land where we're gonna have a war we're not gonna have a war and then we're gonna have a war and then there's you know three mm-hmm. apocalypses later there's been three apocalypses uh-huh. on this show i'm excited for next season i'm Me super too. i'm already hyped and uh yeah. we will also be at unity days again this year um so hell yes going, we will say hi um we will be there as press and um we're really excited and it's yeah. a week earlier this year so everyone who's coming to vancouver for new year's Just stay yeah <laughs> party hardy yeah yeah 
And really, and now it's time for our segment. So my first segment is the post-apocalyptic sass watch, which is our favorite line awards. So my favorite line this episode goes to Octavia for one garden, two serpents. Eden never stood a chance. And my honorable mention goes to Raven for I like to take off from a planet that wasn't on fire. She's so smart. God, she's valid. Yeah. And mine goes to Echo and Bellamy for And then my honorable mention is obviously the Abbey. Strike me down or get the hell out. Because I'm saving the man that I love. And I was like, okay. Hey. Okay. Like I feel like he's he is like just taking like, a nice nap going like nice. 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 That's the best way to shoot an episode. Oh yeah. Just naps all day. And my segment is CGSW, which is the Clark Griffin shower watch. Of course, now it's the Octavia Blake shower watch. Did she shower before she even went into cryo? I don't know how your skin is that good when you've had dirt in your pores for so long. I just, I hope. I like to think that everybody had a shower before they went into cryo. I'd like to think that too, but like at the very least when they get out of cryo, yeah. Like, I need decontamination showers, haircuts, someone combs. And you're like, arms would be stiff. Yep. You know what I mean? You wouldn't be able to lift up so you could shampoo your hair. Well, I guess you're going to have to use the buddy system. Yep. Yeah. And now it's time for my... <laughs> and now it's time for... Uh, and now it's time for my second segment, which is Most Valuable Protagonist Award. So this episode's MVPs mm. are Monty and Harper. Duh! The mother and father of the new world. Yeah. Aww. I love that role for them. And my final segment for the season is Marcus Kane beard appreciation. I mean, good, good, beard. good coma beard. Yeah, good beard. Yeah, why not? He is alive. And when he wakes up next season, oh my God, when he wakes up next season, he's going to be like, wait, what happened? Yeah, wait a quick second. Like when he, when he went into a coma, he was in Shallow Valley. And when he wakes up, it's going to be 125 years later and he's on a different planet. The last thing I remember is being bitten. <laughs> The last thing I remember is a cannibal, and then, and then Abby, and then 125 years passed. Am I high? <laughs> oh, what happened on this day? Poor Kane. But he's gonna wake up, and the beard will still look good. Mm-hmm. God, his power. How many episodes since the last murder? Oh. There was not that much murder this episode. There were only, like, two murders. I mean, I feel like planet Earth was murdered. Oh, I guess that's true. Yeah. But, like, I think... Who- who was it? McCreary. No, it was like two of McCreary's goons. And McCreary. Oh, and McCreary. <laughs> there were three murders. I was like, I forgot. I forgot Hello? McCreary died because he like wasn't like super clearly killed. Well, the rule in TV is if you don't see the body, you don't really know. She's right. Yeah. Now it's time for our trailer reaction, except it isn't because the season's over. Kill me. No, I still need you because tomorrow we're recording Lost. <laughs> well, luckily for us... We won't have to wait that long for the next season because it won't be the unexpected year-long wait. Yeah. It'll probably be back in April. Yeah. So see y'all then. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. Uh, If you're so inclined, please leave us a review on iTunes. We are about that life. And also we have a survey that's just like open until eternity. And that's in the description of this podcast. I filled out the survey just to mess with Robin's results. Mm. Yeah, Yeah. she wasn't happy. If you're into Riverdale, um, that show's coming back soon. Oh. So our Riverdale podcast will be coming back oh. for season three. I'm excited. 
So check it out. Catch up on seasons one and two and join us for Sabrina because we're also going to be doing it's going to be a busy fall. It's going to be real freaking busy. (laughs) And if you're a fan of Lost, we'd like to talk about that show, too. Um, Season two has begun. We've got two episodes out now. By the time this goes up, maybe three episodes. Who freaking knows? Um, Because I don't know when this is going up. But um, yeah, season two is in full swing. Uh, It goes out every second Monday and it's going really well. And just in case you weren't aware, uh, it's spoiler free. We do like no spoilers and then spoilers. So yeah, you can let, you can watch it along for the first time if you want. Cause some people say it's confusing, but it won't be confusing if you chill with us while you do it. Exactly. Yeah. So if you are missing us this hiatus, uh, we've got two seasons of Riverdale and we've got a whole season of Lost uh, currently out for your listening pleasure. So go ahead and do that. And you can follow the aficionados on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, Rebel, YouTube, but mostly Twitter. That's where we like yes. it best. And our Patreon is patreon.com slash the aficionados. If you like what we do here, please consider donating cause it's expensive. The last expensive of the season. Yeah. Oh, it'll continue to be expensive next season though. Probably even more so by the amount of shows we'll have by at that time. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. And you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. And you can't join us for next episode, so join us. Next season. You know what? Join us for our next episode, which will be our trailer reactions for season six. Yeah, and if you have any ideas for things, like, if you guys have more thoughts on season five afterwards, go ahead and keep sending us voicemails. Once we get, like, at least five voicemails from people, maybe we'll do a voicemail episode. Yeah, we'll just chit-chat. Yeah, sounds good. Go over the season. Yeah. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye.